0: Dionisio at the plate. He's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly. And it's. Oh, it's raining now. It's time for Rain Delay Theater with Jeremy Dionisio and Jack Swakowski. Hello and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm
1: Jeremy Denisio,
0: And we are bringing you all the highlights from the Wednesday, July 13th Chicago Cubs versus Baltimore Orioles game at Wrigley Field. It'll be a recap of that game, but first, it's episode number 169. So Jeremy, who is your 169 guy?
1: Yeah, Jack. Uh, well, I, yeah, I, impromptu decision. I decided to go with uh, um, former uh, Texas Ranger, uh, Seattle Mariner, and uh, Cleveland Indian Pete O'Brien. Uh, first base outfielder um who played oh, okay uh, from, yeah who played from 1982 to 1993 um jack and i already kind of discussed this guy a little bit uh before the podcast because um i thought i knew that name i was thinking of charlie o'brien who was a catcher mm-hmm. um but oh, yeah O'Brien, i remember charlie O. yeah so um but yeah pete o'brien like i'm he hit 169 homers so um you know like he's in a certain uh, company with with some of these guys that we're talking about um uh, had kind of a run there in like, kind of like the mid to late, uh, like kind of like the, the late, uh, eighties, um, a little bit in the early, early, uh, nineties as well. But, uh, his best years were with Texas. Um, uh, let's see, he hit 114 of those homers with Texas hit a bad at 273 and, um, yeah, like, uh, it's, it's weird because he's one of those guys that, like, I don't quite, like, it's like, I think I remember him. Like, obviously didn't get to see him a lot, um, uh, on TV against the White Sox. Even, even if I did catch a White Sox game, they, you know, they didn't play the Rangers too often. Um, so, uh, yeah, just kind of, a, one of those guys that, like, is, is just kind of on the outer fringes of my memory, I guess, really. Um, so, yeah, but, uh, uh, I, there's not too much else notable of him, I guess. Like t- career 261 hitter, kind of just middle of the road kind of guy. But uh, but yeah, 169 homers and um, just one of those '80s guys.
0: Yeah, he, it looks like he retired in 1993, so that that's right before I started uh, following baseball. So I don't remember this guy at all. One thing I'll say about him, looking at his numbers, he seems steady but boring.
1: Yeah, that that seems like kind of the vibe too. I if I remember him correctly, like yeah, I mean he was. Uh, <laughs> The most notable thing about him is that he's a lefty, I guess. Um, Sure. I went to uh, University of Nebraska-Lincoln. That's not even a big school. Um, Yeah. Um, Yeah, he probably was kind of like a stiff at first base, would be my guess.
0: Yeah. um, And hey, though, 15th-round draft pick. uh, So for a guy to be a 15th-round draft pick um, out of a small school and to have probably six, at least six or seven seasons, probably six seasons where he played over 150 games – uh, that's mm-hmm. quite an accomplishment. So he, uh, you know, he did it at the big league level for a long time, and he lasted long enough to hit 169 homers. So that's that's pretty damn good. One thing about Charlie O'Brien, a little footnote: I think he was the first catcher to start wearing the catcher hockey mask.
1: Oh yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah,
0: I remember. Um, yeah, I remember that was a big deal.
1: Yeah, I, if I know, I'm pretty sure Charlie O'Brien has come up on this podcast before, and if he did, I probably said the same thing. But it's like he always looked like he was like 45 years old. Um, from he, all did. I, from he did, he did. I can remember. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's so weird. I don't know. It's like, it's almost like having like amnesia and like trying to like when like a memory is like coming back to you. This is what Pete O'Brien is to me. The, the original <laughs> Pete O'Brien. Cause the, the reason why we got started on this to begin with anyway, was there was a guy, um, in recent years, I think he, I, seems like he might be done at this point, but there's Peter O'Brien. Um, who like played with the D backs and the Marlins. I saw him in uh, new Orleans, uh, triple a, uh, and then I saw him actually in, in a Marlins game, like maybe later that year. Um, he hasn't played since 2019. So this guy might be done, but, uh, thought like, I was like, you know, I thought it was the same guy. Then I saw the years and they're not related. It's just two different Pete O'Brien's.
0: Sure. Um, well, uh, yeah, that, that's a good one, Jeremy. And, uh, I guess thank you for bringing that guy to my attention. Uh, I, uh, I, I picked uh, Alex Rios, of course. Um, so, okay, I, you nice. know, when, when, when I was choosing my guy, I said, I'll, I'll just choose this guy because why not? And why not choose Alex Rios? Uh, he was a good <laughs> player for a while. Uh, two-time All-Star for the Blue Jays. Uh, he started his career with the Blue Jays, then moved on to the White Sox. Um, in like what was like that's just like a very White Sox thing to acquire Alex Rios. Um, just like a guy that fans think they would what, be excited about, and then you, he ends up just sucking for them.
1: Well, do you remember the story about how they got Alex Rios?
0: I actually don't.
1: So they were trying, I don't know if you can still do this, but they were trying to block a, wa- a waiver claim from someone else, and they, um, no one. Oh, uh, and then, oh, okay, so it was one of those situations where, um, I think he came from the Blue Jays to the White Sox, maybe, um, where the Blue Jays were sending him through waivers or something, and, uh, they put a claim in on him expecting, like, the Blue Jays to pull him back or something, just so, like, someone else couldn't, mm-hmm. uh, claim him, and the Blue Jays ended up saying, go ahead, take him, and so the Sox oh. had to take Alex Rios.
0: So they didn't even want him?
1: Not really, no.
0: That's fucking funny, and he had, a, he had kind of a big contract, too. Yeah. Um... Uh, if I remember correctly, and then it seems like they were kind of stuck with him because he was with them for like five seasons.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, it it uh, was it, he was with a White Sox for five seasons.
0: Yeah. So let's say they got him in 2009. Then uh, so it's 09, 10, 11, 12, and then they traded him in 13. So he was with wow. them for a good for a goodly while.
1: And um, I'm trying to look at his like contract. So th- was that was that 5 years cuz he never did he ever re up with the white Sox? uh it doesn't really say that
0: no but uh they were paying him over 10 million dollars so uh that's he did have a good year in 2000 uh uh 12 it looks like he hit 304 with 25 homers and 91 RBI so that was that was solid um and then it looks like they they flipped him uh, to Texas. Um, one thing I will say about Alex Rios. Uh, so yeah, whatever. He was a pretty solid player for a for a while. But um, uh, there's that famous video, and I think we've talked about it on the oh, podcast yes. before, where uh, Rios is walking out to his car after a game, and some kid tries to like walks up to him and tries to get an autograph, and Rios completely stiffs him, like just completely stiffs him. And it is a little kid. It's not like some fucking you know. 40 year old man trying to get the autograph rios just totally ignores this kid and then this other guy who's there starts going you're a bum rios you're a bum rios and then i think he says because he's canadian he's like go back to where you came from or something like that i don't remember exactly what it is he says but now that we've waited outside of the bus for a while like you sort of get a i don't want to say it's a different perspective on it but i definitely like i i understand like both sides of of what's going on i don't know if you feel that way too
1: Oh yeah, no. I mean that 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 situation plays in my head all the time. I mean, like, cause we could we could clearly yell at we could yell something at them, like as as harmless as you're a bum, or as nasty as as like you know Tommy Pham, like you know <laughs> you mentioned like his <laughs> uh, his different run-ins with the law. Um, so yeah, no, it's 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 kind of crazy to have that access. I, I honestly I wonder like like if um. Um, I don't know Trevor Bauer or something <laughs> like like got reinstated and like we we saw him on the bus and yelled something like like really nasty like I wonder if they would like shut it down like and just kick everybody out like I feel like you can kind of do that if you really were like a bad seed you know
0: sure um yeah I mean you know we've we've kind of joked about yelling stuff at players like when you know when Davies um it was Zach yeah, Davies that's came a, out with we a good be like, one. Yeah, like hey, hey, Davies, your wife says hi, and like he totally stiffed everybody too. So like we could, we you know that that's kind of carte blanche to say something, but um, uh, but it's not though, you know, it's right, not. It's right. almost unthinkable to like yell something at these guys because they it's, are so close. Yeah, and it, like you know,
1: the yeah. only thing stopping us or anyone else from doing it is just like the basic like civil civil agreement that you know we're not animals. <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, some people ascribe to some people don't some some people ascribe to it in different degrees than others so um right. yeah yeah there's uh it's 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 a weird it's a weird uh tenuous situation down there at the bus which is why we keep coming back week after yeah. week
0: <laughs> yeah no it's it's very interesting um but so yeah when putting it in that perspective like the balls on this guy to just keep yelling you're a bum rios you're a bum yeah. rios and and the thing is when when you're in those in the stands and you're yelling like oh you're a bum whatever like You know, the guys probably hear it, but you're never really quite sure. And there's just so much other ambient noise in the ballpark that, like, it it probably just gets sucked up. But when you're right out there at the bus, there's no question that these guys hear what you say. Yeah. Um, So, uh yeah, um, I don't know. Anyway, that's that's the well, first that that will always be the first thing I think of when I think of Rios.
1: Absolutely, no, it's one of my favorite video uh, baseball yep. videos. Um, and uh, you know, and to not to to not mention um, to not forget to mention Rios's reply to that guy, which is like, "Fuck you!" Like he just says like <laughs> he just says like that, uh, and uh, yeah, it's just it's great. Um, yeah. He's, like, it looks like he's leaving some sort of, like, museum. Like, he definitely is, like, leaving some sort of, like, charity event or something, I think. Yeah. Um, Uh,
0: But, yeah. And you know know what, though? Like, sure. Like, maybe the guy was being a little much. uh, Probably was being a little much. But also, Rios looks like just the biggest douchebag in the world. Like, he's got, like, this fucking Gucci, like. I don't know if Gucci makes clothes, but whatever. He's he's dressed up <laughs> in like fucking uh, you know, just real like a real nice like sleek looking suit. He's got I think he's got sunglasses on. And then he walks into like he he, he walks into his like expensive ass like sports car that just and like it and drives away. It's just like so even though they're calling him a, they're calling him a bum, it's like, yeah, Rios isn't going to feel that.
1: Yeah, um yeah, it, it just it, it has the look of like him looking like just that that kind of athlete uh, like the William Mays yeah. Hayes uh, in Major League Two sort of thing. Um, uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, listen, he could have. St- it's 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 a little much to be hounding him outside of some sort of like event sort of thing. Um, he definitely could have stopped for the kid, uh, right? And that guy. I honestly, I, 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 I'm all in favor of that guy calling him a bum in that circumstance. Like, if yes. he didn't sign for him and he called him a bum, then that guy's an asshole. But so it's very, you know, it's a very uh, tenuous situation, like we said. Um, exactly. And then yeah. I and also think like it's also, and it's funny. It's just funny that Rios calls a guy an asshole because like <laughs> or he says fuck you because like he probably shouldn't say that even though he wants to. Uh, but it's also justified. Uh-huh. So whatever.
0: Right, uh, great clip. Okay, so that yeah, that, that's uh, that's my one sixty nine guy.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, cool. Well, uh, before we get into the game, uh, I was just going to bring up one thing really quick. They brought it. They mentioned um, on uh, the Cubs play the the Dodgers um, this like last weekend, um, almost about a week ago, um, and uh, they mentioned that uh, this guy Mike Brito, uh, who is with who is like part of the Dodgers organization, uh, passed away. Um, like i don't know uh earlier this week or something like recently um jack i don't know if you remember this guy if you ever saw him on broadcast but he was um i guess he was like a scout or whatever for them mm-hmm. or something but um he was always he was the guy who wore a panama hat um and he was behind home plate um in dodger stadium like all the time uh, and he would like he would do the pitch gun um, but, like, so he looked like Panama Jack. You probably don't even know who Panama. Maybe you do. Do you know who Panama Jack is, Jack? I, I don't. Okay. I was, thought maybe. I figured you wouldn't for sure because it's before your time. But then I figured eh, his name is Jack. Maybe he knows Panama Jack. Anyway, mm-hmm. it w- I think it was a clothing line. Um, not as fancy as Gucci, but. Uh, sure. Um, it's like Tommy Bahama, I think. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So, anyway, so uh, he wore a Panama hat <laughs> and um, he looked like the logo of Panama Jack. And he was like always behind home home plate. And uh, I also remember like uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I just I remember having this random Cubs Dodgers game uh, recorded on VHS. um, That you know because the Dodgers the Cubs would play the Dodgers at nine o'clock local time here. um, And as a kid in grade school, like you know I I was it was a little late for me to be staying up, um, so I would like set like a VHS tape to record. Dodger like West Coast games and so I had this recording of this like just random Cubs Dodgers game from 88 I actually think I found what game it was but I remember seeing like that this Mike Brito guy behind home plate so um it's one of those guys who I hadn't thought about in years but uh but yeah and like I mean honestly I would have guessed that he may have passed away like years ago but mm-hmm. he, he did very recently so I figured I'd mention it just in case any of the listeners out there remember seeing that guy behind home plate
0: yeah I uh, I think he was the scout who got Fernando Valenzuela if I'm, not, uh, if I'm not mistaken, maybe maybe Yasiel Puig too. So he he did uh, he did have quite an impact on the game.
1: Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, just uh, notable looking guy behind home plate. If in, in most '80s Dodgers broadcasts, I think they um if uh, I think they they showed a clip from like I don't know. it must have been the World Series game because they showed Mark McGuire up to bat. I mean, I think he's in the back of the Kirk Gibson homer. So if you go ah, watch that okay. clip, you know you'll see him back there. So nice. He was, he was at like every Dodgers game. So there you I'll, go. I'll have
0: to, to check that out, yeah, definitely better than Marlins man. Oh, um, yes. uh, okay, so uh, let's. Uh, what do you say we get to the action here?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, seeing the or so we walked in that we entered the season not seeing the Orioles at all, and now we've seen them twice, and they're also two and zero, which like um, yeah. I don't think we've seen too many teams that are two and zero. So
0: yeah. Well, it's a, it's a good a good year to see the Orioles uh, too. Um, they've been a hot team lately. I feel like we kind of we kind of got them at the beginning of their hot streak. I um, was
1: I was looking to see if cause so, so when they beat the Cubs, um, they yeah they haven't played since this game. But when they beat the Cubs, it was their tenth win in a row, and I was wondering to see if that White Sox win was part of that streak, but it, it wasn't. They started it okay. after that. So, uh, okay. but but still, I they you know I think they were like. Um, over their last whatever twenty games, they're probably like fifteen and five or something. So,
0: yeah, and you know this is a good Orioles team to see. They've got some guys on there. Uh, although, funn- funnily enough, we saw Spencer Watkins twice, which is ridiculous. <laughs> he was the starting pitcher for the Orioles, so well, uh, we caught you caught the Orioles twice, but saw him twice.
1: I mean, based on the way he he's pitched in the two games we've seen, um, you know, he could be like Steve Stone in nineteen eighty three or whatever. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I honestly like he yeah I don't expect him to become like some sort of like name on the scene or something but like based on the two games we've seen I, I we probably wouldn't have seen a better pitching performance out of any of their other starters so go figure I guess
0: yeah um kind of uh uh yeah a, a weird weird thing about although I guess I don't know who else I would want to see in the Orioles Jordan Lyles um I don't want to shit on Jordan Lyles though it turned out to be a nice guy later um yeah. uh so Jerry um so Jeremy, I think you you went to get something to eat before the show. Yeah, like before so the game.
1: yeah. Well, I, I mean, uh, so Jack, have we? I I know I've talked about the empanadas uh, uh, that you you get sometimes on the way to the park, but have have I gone in depth on it? I'm not sure if I have or not. I don't. I recall. don't think you. I don't know if you have. Okay, so uh, for folks who um who are if you're planning a trip to Wrigley Field and you know um. Uh, or whatever. Um, if maybe if you don't, maybe you don't know about this, but they're, um, so based on where I park, I'm usually kind of cutting across like, uh, west to east towards the park. And, uh, at the corner of, uh, I think it's Grace and Southport. Um, yeah, yep. yeah. There's a little bodega. Like, I, I feel like that's a term that they use more in New York, but it's, it's totally a, com- a corner store. It's like a Colombian, uh, grocery store. And they have, uh, empanadas there like freshly made empanadas in this case um there's a restaurant next door to it called tango Sur and they like th- they provide them with their empanadas um and uh yeah they're in this case they're like 2.99 each and they're like they're big and fucking like really good and you just walk in so like if you're walking to the ballpark and you don't want to spend like you know 15 on a hot dog and soda You stop in at this place. The only thing about it is that it's cash only, but, uh, you stop in, you get a couple empanadas and like, it can take you through, uh, the night of games. So, um, it's called like El Mercado Colombian or something, Colombiano or something. So, um, it's a Colombian, uh, market. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I, did, I did happen to stop there this time, um, get some empanadas, uh. I can't can't recommend them enough and for the price it's really good they have a new i I have to mention that they have a new like they're all very authentic empanadas, but they do make like this pepperoni pizza one mm. and it's fucking good it's so good like it's just like a big wad of pepperoni slices with like melted mozzarella cheese inside of this empanada and uh it's so friggin good uh the ladies are super nice it's a really awesome
0: place. Nice. Uh yeah, either if you're catching a game or a, a, maybe a movie at the Music Box cuz it's it's sort of right around there too. Yeah. Um, and if you go yeah. to a
1: day game, you can you can hit it on the way back after the game
0: too. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd go there before and then you'll be hungry again for the way back, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. So.
0: Um nice. Yeah. we will have to yeah, check that out sometime.
1: Yeah, I was uh I was uh, you know, riding ran the high of those uh, on the way to uh <laughs> to the park. So I got there. So I did get there. Um, I uh, I did my thing. I came in left field uh, corner, went up and watched batting practice for a little bit. Um, someone was jacking homers out of there. I think it might have been. I think it might have been Trey Mancini. I'm not sure. But um, OK. But yeah, he, he was nailing. Someone was skying homers uh, out there. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, I uh, headed up to my seat and uh, we got these seats off of StubHub and um, they were like. Upper deck reserved, so they were like you know on this like behind the 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 poles um, that side of the upper deck, and uh, it was like row three right on the right on the aisle. So I was like, okay, these might be cool, although like an aisle seat for us is useless because we do not get up during the games. Right, Um, but (coughs) it was a weird seat. We were like so like where the tunnel happens, like where where you go in like to the under the tunnel to go down the ramp to go down to the first level. you know that there's seats all around that that tunnel and we were in this like um we were in the road directly in front of this uh the tunnel and like so we had like this big bar in front of us and um it, there was like no leg room it was just uh it was a it was a bad seat and i feel like it should have been marked as uh obstructed view but uh yeah, and
0: not not only not only were we in front of that shit, uh, but also the pole. One of the poles in the in the upper deck was like right in front of us, so that that was kind of obstructing our view as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say right in front of us because there are seats that are directly behind a pole. Like literally, it's literally in front of you. So if you look forward, all you're looking at is the back of a pole. But it was it would have obscured um, like center field and like short and like shallow left field, which you kind of don't want that to be obscured. So.
0: No, and you know this is going to come back in, into play later. But uh, I, I ended up picking up a ticket for the next night's game, uh, the Mets game, um, for about fifteen dollars too. So uh, you know we got the cheapest tickets we could find, or Jeremy did uh, for the Orioles game, and uh, the tickets for the Cubs have been a little spendy like this month. I think just because it's peak season. So uh, mm-hmm. you know when you pick up the cheapest ticket, it, you know odds are it might be a shitty seat. So I, I was in these I was in these weird seats again the night after uh, after that, and. Um, so it's just like, it's just a weird thing. And I ended up staying in those seats all night. Were you but, in uh, the,
1: I mean, the same like, no, it wasn't the
0: same section. I was in four twelve L. So I was a little bit closer to home plate, but it was, it was the same type of deal. And I was even closer to the pole than we were. So I had to like lean forward the whole game. Uh, I think bottom line, Jeremy, is that these types of seats are the product of Wrigley field being a hundred years old and yeah. having been built, uh, in a time where they didn't really take into account, like, Oh, every seat should try to have a good view of the ball game. It's just like. How can we make an upper deck and put as many seats in it as possible? Yeah, Um, they were
1: just trying to make it not collapse on the people below it, I think, or something. Yeah,
0: right, Um, right. So it's um, it's just sort of a a flaw of of Wrigley Field, uh, as great as. But I think also that's part of Wrigley Field's charm. It just sucks when when you're uh, you know in the in the wake of that as well.
1: Yeah, when you're one of the poor bastards sitting behind a a big metal pole. Um, But yeah, no, yeah, the upper deck. Overall, is is pretty darn good. It's just, it is. You just got to avoid the poles. That's it. Yeah, I think
0: it's the best uh, best upper deck in baseball. Um, so I, uh, for for whatever reason, I, I knew that we were in four twelve L, but I just sort of instinctively headed into right field, and I I got up there. And uh, I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm up here. Th- oh no, you know what? Uh, I, I went there because I entered through like the main gate, and I, I I hung a right because I wanted to buy a scorecard at the nearest gift shop, which I think is to the right when you enter through the main uh, the main entrance uh, out in front. Um. So, uh, uh, you know, I, I got in and I I bought my scorecard and then I went up to the upper deck and the closest the closest ramp was to just go to the right field side. So I just I was like, okay, I'll just walk up there and then I'll. Uh, I'll, I'll be in right field or, or short, um, you know, or, or shallow, uh, just like between home and first, but that's fine. I can just walk around and go to the left field seats. Well, it turns out that's not the case. Um, I feel like I've done it before in years past, but now, uh, you know, in the last couple of years, they built this, uh, this, this bar under the press box called the Catalina Club. And I, I don't think we've ever really talked about this before because ne- we've never really encountered it, but mm-hmm. I tried to—it's an open space, um, where you can like walk into, and it's it just looks like a bar, like a, a stadium, a stadium club or whatever. So I I, I walk. Uh, I, I was like, all right, well I'm gonna walk through to left field. I'll just walk through this bar. I don't know what it is, but it looks like a bar. It doesn't look like it's part of the press box. So I approach the thing, and you know it's it's directly behind home plate. I, I approach it, and this this Wrigley Field security guard like steps in front of me, and he goes, "Can I help you?" And uh, it wasn't like a, a "Can I help you?" Like, oh hi, like how can I help you today? It was like you know, he wasn't asking a question. He was telling me to get lost. It's um, the kind of
1: can it help you that they should probably be telling us when we go out by the bus after the game.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly, right, 1,000%. Uh, so <laughs> I uh, I said to the guy, I was like, hey, like, I, I want to I wanna get around. Like, um, how do I do that? And he's like, oh, yeah, you go down and he's like, y- you go down one staircase and then you, you go through the hallway there or whatever and then you can get around. So I, I go down. And it's a very narrow hallway to, like, walk around. Um, uh, and so, like, I went down, like, one level. And then they do have a, a skinny skinny hallway there. But there's also a sign that says, like, restricted area. So I was like, I don't, I don't want to get fucking told not to go somewhere again by somebody. So I walked all the way down Ugh. and then just into the concourse and then up to left field, which took, like, you know, 10 or 12 minutes. So it wasn't pleasant. But the bottom line is, like, fuck the Catalina Club, man. Like you should be able to walk around all the way around the concourse. There shouldn't be a thing that stops you halfway. So like you have to go down and then around it. That's fucking, that's bullshit. It It's,
1: hor- it's like, it's completely like, uh, inconvenient, um, and stupid. And it's like, yeah, it's like who, who thinks that like, that you can't like, who would think that like, uh, that you enter into like right field and that you can't get to left field. Like it's, it's like, it's it's really it it's it's really stupid of all I was telling Jack of all the renovations that they've made to the stadium, this one like makes me the most mad because most of the time I sit in the upper deck and you know, you want to be able to cross over. Um and then like crossing or going around is super annoying. Um and it's not super clear that you can just you don't have to go all the way to the bottom level. Um but but yeah, and yeah it isn't she, it sure isn't clear yeah because you have to go down you have to start going down the ramp to go to the bottom level to get to that little catwalk or whatever um, and then it's also like kind of scary because it's it's super narrow like two mm-hmm. people can barely fit through it at the same time and I also feel like and there's no one else around I feel like you could just like grab someone and like throw them over the railing and they would land sure. like, on the sidewalk like uh, out in front of the stadium in front of the marquee uh, so yeah it, it really sucks Um I was telling Jack uh, when he told me about what happened, I was like, yeah, I kind of wanted to like complain to the city of Chicago and say like, hey, that's a that's got to be a fire hazard. Right. Because you you can't like get out. Um, And then I don't know if you saw this article, Jack, but like the next day. Yeah, you you did. So like Mm -hmm. the next day, um, the the Cubs were kind of like called out um, by some sort of like. I I don't know if it was a watchdog group or just an organization or who it was, but they complain. Someone there was a complaint like filed like in the newspaper, like it was written about that uh, the cub that the that the new renovations at Wrigley Field are like not uh, wheelchair accessible friendly. Um, and I was like, oh my god, is this like what we were talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was reading more about it. I didn't like fully digest the whole article, but like it sounded to me like. They were basically saying that, like, there's no close wheelchair accessible seats. Um, Mm -hmm. And then because of that, like, people in wheelchairs are not uh, able to have the same views as, you know, people not in wheelchairs. So um, I feel like it's more about that. But, I mean, Jesus Christ, like, let's talk about this fucking, like, Catalina Club. In fact, maybe I should, like, (laughs) maybe that's a good excuse to, like, jump on there um, to, like to like add that to the list or whatever, but it's yeah, yeah I, it, it sucks. I,
0: I was gonna say yeah, we should add that to whatever lawsuit they're they're yeah. filing against Wrigley Field. Yeah. Um and yeah, here here we have we have two flaws of Wrigley Field. Like the, the first one that we talked about with the polls and the obstructed views, uh th- that's just again, that's because the stadium is a hundred years old. Yeah. This is just a fucking money grab by the Rickets. yes
1: Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. It's it's super obnoxious and just like You know, and it's a perfect place for people uh, who don't give a shit about the game, like the very people that annoy the fuck out of us. Um, It's a special club just for them, (laughs) so that's cool. Um, Yeah, Jack. You know what's funny about uh, I I mentioned this um, when you got there, but I don't know if you really like took it in or not. But um, about uh, like three hours before first pitch, I got an email from my work saying that someone from our like. Uh, a donor to our organization uh, donated four tickets to the Catalina club for that game we were at. That's so hilarious. if I hadn't had those tickets already, um, I could have possibly like entered a raffle to win uh, four tickets or, or two tickets or whatever to the Catalina club. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. That's uh yeah. Hey, what, what hypocrites we totally would have gone in there, but you're right, Jeremy, that's <laughs> well, where people go to like, just stand at tables and talk while the game is going on.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe that's better. Fucking put them in a fucking box and, like, leave them away, like, corral them away from people who might know one fact about baseball or the Cubs, you know?
0: (laughs) right um yeah we should do an episode because we were talking about like uh doing doing one for grapher's etiquette aut- autographer's mm-hmm. etiquette before this we should also do one like just you know you you said what do you got against the marquee network it's just like what do you what do you got against the Ricketts family just like every fucking every fucking thing that they've done to to piss Ooh. to piss us off
1: well there will go um, the uh st- trying to stay away from political things I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah just besides <laughs> besides that yeah um uh so so that was that anyway we, we got settled in our seats um you know uh we, we moved a little bit but we got settled in and uh during the national anthem there was this funny gag where uh, uh chris moral was holding clark the cubs cap and clark the cubs cap is enormous because he's a mascot with a big head and yep. then i don't know if you noticed jeremy but then clark had chris moral's cap and oh like really it's they sw- yeah they had switched caps
1: oh that's funny i didn't see that part of it too that's that's yeah. funny
0: so uh, um, that was cool, and you know, I didn't see them exchange caps back. Did you watch if the ex- like the exchange back when it happened?
1: No, as tickled as I was about it, I I, f- I failed to watch the end of it. <laughs>
0: but um, that was uh, that was good stuff though. Like Chris Morrell, um I-, I read an article about him. Like he he seems like a really well liked teammate, like a good a good clubhouse guy. Yeah. So uh, he seems like he's going to be a guy who kind of sticks. You know, d- during this rebuild, uh, when you talk about the next great Cubs team, like uh, who knows when that's going to happen? But <laughs> it seems like Morrell is going to be a guy who who will stick with them for at least a few years.
1: Well, if you ask Gordon Whitmire, uh, you know, you might not be able to name ten uh, right now. So, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, no, I honestly I think about it sometimes too. With like like the Cubs let Javier Baez go, and it's like right now Morel is having a better season than Javier Baez, I believe. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean not, maybe. This guy could be like the electric guy. Um, you know, he might not do all the same things that Baez did on the field, but I mean, Murrell can play center field uh, and yeah. like mo- more positions than Baez can. So, um, I mean, maybe it's a maybe it's a decent trade off, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, not bad. I mean, Christ, I think he's got just about as many homers as Baez, and he didn't get called up till at least May. So, yeah, um, yeah, that's a that's a good that's a win for the Cubs. Um, yeah. There, there were a, a couple of uh, so again for the second straight week we saw a beer vendor uh who looked like a baseball player so this guy looked like alec mills so that was funny so we're gonna have a full a full pitching staff soon
1: yeah the cubs are putting together one at least which they could you know i wonder if this um i wonder if this this beer guy could do better than the real alec mills Uh, (laughs) doesn't seem to be having such a great year and has been on the il a couple times uh i do like alec mills but um it's just uh you know you can only like futility so much i guess but um, right right but yeah uh but yeah it's just, uh i you know i feel like uh back in the first couple of seasons of of uh this podcast there was you know we talked about the beer guys a lot more there's there is not a lot to talk about so you know if no. you find one that looks like alec mills you got to go with it
0: yeah, I don't know if it's just because of COVID, like it's changed the the vendor industry. I I don't yeah. I don't know. Um, one thing I will say is that so last week we had Josh Hader, or last time we were at Wrigley Field. This this week we have uh, Alec Mills. I think the logical next step for this joke is for uh, like a, a beer vendor to just look like Randy Johnson, but it, yeah. but it'll just be Randy Johnson, <laughs> and then and then we'll be like it'll be that old Simpsons joke where it's like, hey, that guy looks like Randy Johnson, and then and then like real dejectedly he would say, yeah looks like um
1: <laughs> then so, you yeah. then you would uh just to, uh, tag on one more yeah. You, yeah you would show him your license and you'd say get that thing on my face
0: <laughs> that's uh reference to randy johnson being filmed and like not wanting the camera in his face yes yeah in nice. new york yeah. the very first
1: yeah. thing that he did as a yankee was fucking blow up at the media
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah not exactly not exactly jim palmer who we'll talk about later um yes Okay, so uh, probably about the second or third inning, um, this this massive group of people started pouring in, um, and they were there was one old guy, there was one guy who was probably in about his fifties, and the rest were all like twenty or early thirty something, like hipster kind of looking people, uh, mm-hmm. none mm-hmm. of whom yeah. were uh, paying attention to the baseball game at all, and like they didn't really seem like friends, they seemed like. Like coworkers, like it, it just it just had that vibe. It was a weird
1: um, mixture of people, for sure. Yes, I wouldn't yeah. call them hipsters. Uh, I would call them more like they there's some there's just people. There's like young twenty somethings that just like look like they work at a startup company.
0: Yes, Jeremy. Yeah, Hip, hipsters was the wrong word. These people look like they they look like they worked at a startup. Yeah, uh, that's a great that's a great way to put it.
1: That's just it's just you can't describe it other than that. They're like wearing like they're probably wearing like H and M clothes or something. Yep. Like the guys have like gray khaki pants on or whatever, and mm-hmm. like yeah, they just look like they work uh, at just uh insert startup company name here and uh, we still yes. never looked up what company that was but
0: um no you know but it's it's so we speculated uh because um the seats were really shitty so i was like yeah what what is this uh, are they from groupon um mm-hmm. you know because just like groupon is like uh, at this point a failed startup that was once uh, that was once great um so uh but whatever it is it was definitely probably a startup uh even though we, we later found out that uh it was they, they were from a, a, a Uh, something called BTN Now. Um, Yeah. uh, Yeah, but BTN is Big Ten Network, and none of these people looked like they were watching the game at all. So it can't can't be associated with sports.
1: Oh, wait, here it is. Here it is. Uh, BTN Now attracts students to behind-the-camera training, helps fill tech ops jobs. This is what I do Um, Uh. (laughs) uh, in my other job. Yeah, these people do work for the Big Ten Network, but maybe they're like... They're, they're tech people. But, okay. like, they seriously, all of them, to a T, all seemed like they've never watched a professional sports event in their no. life.
0: No, no. Um, and so they, they were all—so uh, so there was this group of—I I would estimate it was at least 15 of these uh, startup startup people. But then th- then there was this old guy, and he was kind of sitting in the middle of them, and he was, he was moving around— um uh, but they were all eventually we realized we were speculating like jeremy you called it out first you're like is that guy the boss yeah and uh, you know i was like maybe he's just like the one old guy they That's- hire to say that they're di- <laughs> that they're diverse in terms of like age uh yeah. as well as stuff like race um because you know companies do have to watch out for that yes. um but uh,
1: after after a certain amount of time though like like people just kept coming up to him and like paying alms to him basically yep. and so yes. like it's like why is everyone kissing this guy's ass like he's got to be the boss and like yeah, like people would like. I feel like people were like politely making conversation with him, and he seemed yeah. to like love it too. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, like not ever thinking like, oh yeah, these people are just like kissing my ass, or they're just
0: like they're just ingratiating themselves to me. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. He did do a funny thing that I missed though, Jeremy.
1: Yeah, he did. Um, so like you know like everyone's <laughs> like you know people have like weird quirks or ticks or whatever. Um, there's one tick that like people do that is just like it's it's a little off-putting and it's like when when people like crack their own neck. Um yes. and I've, I see people do it. There's actually this is going way off the deep end here, but like there was this funny VHS tape like uh like Tom Amansky and like these like like these tutorial like uh, you know, how-to videos of baseball or whatever. Uh Jose Canseco did one in like 1989 or 1990 that me and my friend had and we watched it and it was it was just so fucking funny. Um, and, Mm -hmm. uh, Canseco like the whole time is like not wearing a hat or a helmet and he like has like a mullet. It's just, it's amazing. But he does, he has this weird tick where he like jerks his head to the side and I think he's trying to like crack his neck or whatever. Um, but sometimes you'll see people, um, grab their fucking head. Like they're, uh, they put their hands on the top of their head and their chin and then like, like jerk their fucking head to the side and crack their neck. And, uh, it's, it's really unnerving to see and the, the the boss guy uh the boss man like he did it and like he did it in such a fucking violent and like far like he went so far with it that it looked like he was trying to snap his own neck like for real um and it was just like i was i so and he was like right in my field of vision so i was like watching the game and i just see him like <laughs> like crack his neck i'm like jesus uh and like jack unfortunately didn't see it and then he did it again later and uh like not as as extreme as as the first time, uh, and it was just like, this guy is like, I don't know, I don't know what you do, like, that you feel like you have to do that, but it's, I don't know, it's, it, it seems like it's unnecessary regardless.
0: Yeah, it it sort of strikes me as one of those things, like, let's say if he was trying to off himself, like, uh, you, you know, you remember the movie Scent of a Woman where, like, uh, Al Pacino's got this big plan where he's like, oh, I'm going to, like, you know, oh. I'm going to have sex with that woman or whatever, and then I'm going to kill myself or whatever, whatever. He has this plan to do something that he really loves doing, and then at the af- right after it, he's going to kill himself. It's like yeah. this guy, like, his big plan was to, like, Take all these young people to a baseball game and like, you know, that that's as happy as he's ever gonna be, and then right after that he's gonna like he's gonna kill himself. Um so that was that was kind of what I what I thought about that. Jeremy, do you think we could find that Jose Canseco video?
1: I I would I need to look I that's like one thing, like I feel like at some after like, you know, YouTube had been around for like ten years, I feel like everyone had searched every video they remembered seeing in their childhood. I have not tried to find the Jose Canseco video, but yeah, I would do. I bet you could find it if it's not on YouTube. I bet you could find a copy of it on, um, um, uh, on like eBay or something. Uh Thanks. But yeah, we would have to because like, um, God, I don't even know what you would like search. Jose Canseco kids clinic or something. Yeah, like it's funny because all the kids, none of the kids look um like excited to be there. They look all like like bummed out, and Canseco is just like he's just like super cocky. He couldn't be more cocky, but the kids are all like. Um, the kids are all like fucking like nine years old or something. Um, Jack, I just found one clip of it. So maybe there's more where that comes from.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. We should, we should do a a Jose Canseco episode too. We're doing good this summer. Most of our episodes have been game episodes. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, there's also a, we can maybe pack this into that. If we ever find the full video, uh, there's, there's, there's a Jose Canseco. He did an AMA on Reddit, uh and it's it's some of the most laugh out loud funny shit ever cuz he's just a big just a fucking dumbass um yeah. and a, a lot of the AMA is just people like shitting on him for being such an asshole like hey like I used to li- I used to live in Oakland and like you you were a uh, prick to me like when I passed you one time but there's this great there's this great somebody asks about Jim Car somebody asks about Jim Carrey and like if 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 they if he knows Jim Carrey maybe he, Jose Canseco did a cameo in a movie or something i don't know but but anyway like uh um uh Jose Canseco goes like yeah i know him i had a threesome with him and then <laughs> And then so, and and then some some redditor they replied who was the other guy uh, and it it got like you know eight thousand likes it's good stuff so we should we should definitely recap that it's 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 uh, funny stuff um, very nice uh,
1: real quick yeah. the, the Jose it's so it's a Jose Canseco baseball camp hitting uh, if you search that on YouTube you can find this video it's twelve minutes long so that's a pretty good chunk but yeah it's it's I found it on. On, like online. It's called Jose Cansego Baseball Camp. Um, mm-hmm. And it looks like, yeah, there's one here on eBay. Let's see if this is actually for sale. We would also need a VHS
0: player. Yeah, oh, fuck, man. You could oh, buy it for
1: hilarious. $4 and four... Like, for $8 shipped. But, like, man. how the fuck could we play this
0: yeah, I don't. I don't have a VHS player anymore, and I'm sure. I, I bet all my parent, my parents have gotten rid of all the ones we had. Do you do you Do you have any? Do you I, think it like your I, at your mom's house? I have
1: one in a box somewhere that I probably haven't <laughs> tried to use in like 15 years. So um, sure. <laughs> you know, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. But uh, yeah, yeah, this would be this is this would be a gem to find. Uh, maybe oh, it's yeah. all on YouTube, so maybe we can maybe we can
0: get around it. Sure. Um, wow. You're right. That did take us way off the, uh, way off track, but it's, it's good. That was a good tangent. Um, so, uh, yeah, there were, there were a couple of other things. Um, yeah, uh, there was, there, yeah, yeah there's,
1: there's a, there was some like, it's like, so the thing about sitting next to this stupid work party is that like, you know, we were way too close. I mean, so we weren't sitting in our assigned seats. So like we may have been sitting in their section, like, or, sure. like in their seats or whatever, but no one said anything. Um, and, uh, the, the the problem with that though, when you're sitting by this work parties, you hear all these stupid like random work things that people say to each other. So there was one, uh, like girl like like in the aisle. She seemed maybe slightly older. Maybe she was like another like, uh, supervisor or something. Um, she looked like maybe just a couple years older than the. the average age of the rest of the group. But she's standing in the aisle like saying hi to people or whatever. And then like someone goes like, "Hey, when do you leave for your trip to Iceland?" And she's like, "Oh, I leave tomorrow." Like and then like and like they were talking about this this trip to Iceland and it's like, "I don't want to hear about this. Like, I don't want to hear about this like at work. I certainly don't want to hear about this at a baseball game." Um I'm trying to think if there was like some other like little tidbits. Did you did you pick up on anything, Jack?
0: No, I didn't. I missed this one.
1: Yeah. You're lucky that you couldn't you couldn't hear them. Yeah. Uh. But like, there's I'm I'm sure I'm sure because there were I heard people like, or I could see people like next to you like because you were sitting like almost like you're like one seat away from the from the group right you were closer to them.
0: Yeah. Yes. I I was. Um. I I didn't I didn't hear any of that. They were actually by my bad ear, so I couldn't I couldn't hear a lot of what was going on.
1: Yeah. No. I think you're you're lucky that you couldn't hear them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that's
0: an advantage, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, there was this other guy in the group too. He was like, uh, he he had all this Orioles gear on. Yeah. Um. And like, he he looked like the dude at a party. It, you know, we we've talked about other guys who look like this, but it's like he's definitely the guy who's just like double fisting beers and stuff. Like, he's like the you know the party animal, whatever. But he had he had all Orioles gear on, and I could just imagine like. All week, like, you know, when, when they even just months ago when they uh, sent the email to the company that they were going to this game. And he was like, he saw that and he was like, oh, man, like they're playing the Orioles, man. Like I'm from Maryland or right. you know, whatever. He must have been he must have been from there. And like he was probably all week he was talking shit like, yeah, I can't wait to go. I'm going to be I'm going to be wearing my Orioles gear. I'm going to rep- I got to represent, you know. Yep. Um, and so so here he is at this game. He's the only guy dressed in Orioles gear. He's dressed head to toe in Orioles stuff. And then he didn't, like, he didn't watch any of the fucking game. No, if and, you, if, like, if you no. would
1: look at him at certain times in the game, he, he would be completely turned away from the field, like, talking to people or whatever on his phone or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. and, you know, there, there was a point where the Orioles, like, had guys on base, and they had the middle of the order up, and, and Austin Hayes was hitting, and he was going for a four-hit game, and I think he got it. But like mm-hmm. the guy wasn't even watching the at bat, and like <laughs> you, so you're gonna you're gonna go to an or uh, an Orioles game uh, versus the Cubs at Wrigley Field, and you're gonna dress in all Orioles stuff, and you're not even gonna pay any attention when their best hitter is up. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it's appalling.
1: I I felt like this guy was not like like the typical like kind of like um frat boy like like frat guy like he had the he had the look of of a guy who was like the like the party animal guy, but he also seemed he also. Even though he was in head to toe Orioles gear, he also seemed to exude the the vibe of I don't know anything about sports. Um, <laughs> so like it was weird. So like yeah, I and, and in that sense, like like he he looked like he looked the part, but I I could just tell like there there's something inside of him that was not like a sports fan either. Um, the the so the whole group because they were not sports fans at all, even though apparently they work for Big Ten Network, which is fucked up. Um, that the two things that they did get most excited for. Um, if you could guess, like, um, uh, you know, what, probably people in the Catalina Club were were all howling over this as well. Um, right. But uh, the when they play YMCA, I, I've never heard, like, if you could bottle, like, the collective energy of the stadium when YMCA, YMCA plays and put it right in this group of people from this startup or whatever, this is, like, education program, it's, like, they would like all be exuding this like energy. It would be like the you know the the nexus of it all. Like they were just they went crazy for the YMCA. Um, the other big pop that they got the only the only other time that they like like cheered about anything was when they played the cap game, <laughs> like the hide the ball under the cap and shuffle them around game. They were like, sure. all into that. This, like the uh, the like the the normy uh, programming at at this baseball game was like fit them perfectly. Um, and it was just like, it was just, uh, overwhelming to be kind of like, uh, immersed in that, in that sea of people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I actively ignore the, uh, the cap game. I don't know if you've noticed that Jeremy, but I never, I never watch it.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, you know, like if I'm with a friend, you know, I think back in the day, if I would like go to a game with, uh, someone who is not that interested in baseball, I would like, I would get into the cap game just for fun or whatever, but like, um, you know, it's just like. There's too, especially for the podcast, there's too much, there's any downtime is usually spent writing notes where we're, you know, taking shots at people. So, um, (laughs) you know, it can't, these days you can't even like, uh, you know, like kind of like playfully enjoy the cap game.
0: No, for sure. Uh, we, yeah, we don't, we don't have time for that sort of thing anymore. Um, There was this other guy too, uh, Jeremy. You just in the notes you just called him Pretty Boy, and I think that's a good way to describe him. Well, and Um,
1: I think it's it must be good because you know exactly who I'm talking about. So oh
0: fuck yeah, dude! So this guy was sitting right next to me, um, and a couple times during the game, so uh, like he he would go, uh, you know, he was mostly in the row in front of me, Mm -hmm. but then he stepped up. Uh, like, and it was pretty disruptive too. Cause he, he, he was kind of a taller guy and just his big fucking long legs were like just, just everywhere in front of me. So he stepped up to the seat next to me and he sat down, uh, for a while and then he went back to his seat again. So like this dude just kept like jumping over rows and it was annoying. Um, so that, that was really, uh, bullshit. But, uh, at one point and you know, uh, he stood up and he, he he was for no reason just in the middle of a fucking inning, and he probably stood up for a good. It seemed like a long time, in reality it was probably sixty to ninety ninety seconds, which is still pretty long if it's the middle of an inning. And he was yeah. he was complete. He was the pole that was yes. completely obstructing your view, so he yeah. wasn't really obstructing me, but he was obstructing you. And Jeremy, I wish I could just take a fucking uh, I wish like a, a video of your face, and it would be like a a GIF, you know, like you uh. <laughs> <laughs> you had you you're you're your, like you were just like squinting at this guy with like with like pursed lips and just like shaking your head at him and you were trying to make eye contact with him like you were <laughs> yeah it, it was it was hilarious it was very. It, it went beyond passive aggressive, like you. But but it, it was deserved too, because yeah. like this guy was just completely, I was complete disregard for anybody around him. It was it was it was funny, but also I also I I felt bad that you had to you know had to experience that.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I, I actually what I actually looked back at the rest of the group to see if they saw me being blocked by this guy, and then maybe <laughs> someone would be like, hey hey hell, like sit down, you're blocking this guy's view or something. But like. <laughs> I, it's like I'm like trying to think of who he looked like. Like I don't know. He like <laughs> we're watching Stranger Things, and I th- and I was like thinking about like a younger Matthew Modine. I'm like, you know, like he's just like a tall fucking. He looked like a rich boy, kind of had like this he, like fucking like well coiffed hair or whatever. Just he,
0: he had Joe Joe Keery an, uh energy. Joe Cury okay, is the guy yeah. who plays like the boyfriend. Yeah, that, that's he, fair. it kind of reminded me of of him.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Um, at least maybe it's because like I know the character Steve, but like. He at least like Joe Kiri seems to like have like, an energy or, like a look to him where it's like hey man maybe this guy would be fun to like you know like hang around with or something this guy just like seemed to have he had the personality of the pole like like he just <laughs> he seemed like a complete like just just stiff um so at one point uh I think a couple things that Jack didn't notice uh that I noticed about pr- this pretty boy um there was like a full moon uh that oh, night yeah i I heard him say this okay yeah. okay yeah. <laughs> And so, like, at some point in the game, you could see it like beyond like the right field like lights, the like the lights going up the first base line. Um, you could see like the moon, and it was like a low red moon. Like it looked cool, I guess. Like, um, but the guy again. Keep in mind, we're at a baseball game with things happening. Obviously, the Cubs didn't do well. Like, I I wonder what would have happened if the Cubs were scoring. Uh, but but. You know there are things to get excited about, uh, baseball related. And this guy just stands up at one point. And he goes like, "Look at that moon!" <laughs> and uh, just out loud, as if he, as if like someone hit a homer. Like if you said like, "Look at that moon shot," you know that Shohei Otani hit. Uh, this guy was just like he stopped at moon and it's just like look at that moon. And it's like, ugh, Jesus man. It's like we're at a fucking baseball game. Like, can you try to be excited about something baseball related that happened on the field? Um, so he said that, um, and the other thing that happened was uh, at one point the camera. Uh, which we didn't really kind of go extensively in the notes on this, but at one point the the camera guy comes up by the section and he sits down. Like the the camera guys, they must fucking love this. Uh, they they walk around and people are like, oh camera, like here here, put me on, put me on camera. And like the camera guys, like sit down. They'll sit down during the inning, and they make it. They're just like. Yeah, yeah I think uh, I think we'll we'll throw you up on the screen yeah we'll get you like don't worry I'll get you you know at the half at, you know at the you know at the bottom of the inning and so like so then everyone like starts talking to him and they're like oh yeah hey oh, cool like you know oh the, the camera was it heavy or, like pretty good how long you know did you go to school for maybe these these people didn't even see interested in him even though they're like in some sort of like tech production program. But anyway, so this camera guy sits down next to the group of people and they're like, oh yeah, we're going to be on, on camera. And then like, all these fucking little like, dorks like start climbing up the, the aisle, the, the climbing over the seats to get into this like, little section to to make sure they're on screen. Like, there were two grown men, like, two, two, three rows in front of us that started climbing up the middle of the seats to get like, on camera. Um, and also the, uh, the Orioles guy comes over and he starts talking to the camera guy. And I think they're like, they're like, Oh, the Oriole guy, you know, put him on screen so everyone can boo him or whatever. And he was like, he's like, yeah, I'd love to be on screen. Like he was giving that energy. Yeah. He wanted them like to put him on. So, okay. Long story short, the inning changes and actually it took forever too. I don't know what was happening, but they kept showing some other stuff. Maybe there was a pitching change or something. And uh, they finally show this group of people on the big screen. Um, and this pretty boy is, like, right front and center. Like, he climbed his way up there and pushed his way to the front. And, you know, they show everyone, and you, like, wave. You, like, you know, pump your fist. You, like, go, like, woohoo or whatever. And this camera, th- this, uh, this uh, pretty boy, he just, like, goes, like, he's, like, dead square in the center of the frame. And he just makes, like, the heart symbol with his two hands. And, like, it's just, like, oh. like. Like holding it in front of his chest and like moving it like for like towards the camera and back towards him like back and forth like with this heart symbol like that was his big moment that was his big thing to do it's like all right everybody do something crazy you're gonna be on camera and he does like the heart symbol and it's like dude you've failed at every test you've had here tonight
0: yeah I mean you know we're an hour into this podcast Jeremy it's like we, we that guy needs his man card taken away for for doing something like that you know that's yeah,
1: just... yeah. I I don't know I don't know. uh, it's lame it's just lame. yeah
0: it was it was bad I'll, and and this is one of those things with the camera stuff too where we're, we've, we've experienced this at other games um you know where the camera comes into our section and it it's such a big to do like you're like oh man the camera's right there and then like people are all getting jacked up and yeah. it's like five minutes later they show you for for two seconds and yeah. then it goes to something else like it's such a it's such a big to do it's it's much ado about basically nothing every time the camera's there
1: yeah for sure Um, and, and, and then we're, we're, we're like, you know, when it happens near us, we're just like, what, uh, okay. Like, let's just, I mean, for me, it's great because like, or for us, it's great because we know we're going to see some people do something stupid in like, you know, 30 seconds. Um, (laughs) I, I will say like, you know, it's funny because, you know, so we're at Wrigley Field. This guy makes the heart symbol for the camera. It makes you almost long for being like at the, at, you know, guaranteed rate field where someone would. At best, give the middle finger. Um, but at worst, like make the jerk off sign like right. into the into the into the uh, camera. So it's a tale of two cities for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. And we, uh, we I think we've seen both of those at, at the White Sox game. Oh yeah, um, no, I was I
1: was referencing
0: specific oh, things. Oh, yeah. I, I know, I know, we have. Yeah, that's one of the that's one of the crowning moments of this podcast. Um, uh, so in the top of the seventh inning, uh, uh Mateo hit a uh, uh, Mateo the shortstop for the. Uh, uh, Orioles hit hit a hard grounder to Nico Horner, mm-hmm. um, and you know Nico Horner fielded it cleanly and made a nice throw to throw to first for the out. Completely um,
1: textbook, routine. Yeah, it, was, call it was, routine if it wasn't hit so hard.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was it was a really nice play. But um, so when he when he when he gets the grounder, immediately he gets it, and some fucking idiot behind he was, us he was in the
1: group, he was, he was in the group, he was in the group, and he, he was actually the only other person wearing. He was actually he was the only person wearing a Cubs jersey. And like only him and the Orioles guy had any sort of baseball paraphernalia on at all. So this guy, yeah, he must have. Everyone must have thought he was like the Cubs super fan or something because he had a Cubs jersey on. So yeah, he's the guy who yelled it.
0: Oh, is okay. So this that, that makes it better then. So he yeah. he yells. So Horner gets the ball and he yells, throw it. <laughs> um and and Jeremy you uh you said that's that's as bad or as as when uh, we were at the uh, alt site game and some guy yelled at Dan- Danny Mendick hustle hustle yeah um yeah. so let's let's take a moment to break down the throw it thing so first of all that that ground ball probably had about hundred mile an hour exit velocity yeah so it wasn't an easy thing to uh e- e- an easy ball to get uh e- even for a major league player Horn- Horner gets it. And then they showed the replay, and the transition from uh, the, the ball made from glove to hand was—it it was almost like you couldn't see it. it. It was like a magic trick. Literally, if you blinked, you would miss—you would miss the transition from glove to yeah. hand. And this guy is—is is telling Nico Horner to throw it. Yeah, he couldn't have possibly threw, thrown it any faster. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, it's, it's one of those things where I don't like to say this when people criticize players, but I think it's deserved here. Like I, I you know, one of us should have turned to the guy and said, Hey man, like let's see you feel the ball cleanly with a hundred mile an hour exit velocity, like transition it that fast from glove to hand and then throw, throw it like, you know, whatever 90 feet to first base on a, fu- uh, on a dart. Um, you, you know, that that's like otherworldly. It was a great, it was a nice, it was a nice play. What the fuck are you talking about? You know nothing. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, he didn't even he, I, he didn't even
1: have it in his mitt like when no. he said throw it. Like it's just like what are you saying? Throw? It"? Why? Why are you saying that? And what is your goal for saying
0: it? Yeah, it was just. Uh, 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 yeah, it was it was it was unbelievable. So uh, you know, f- fuck that guy. Um, yeah. So that was that was the top of the seventh. Uh, the bottom of the seventh. Um, yeah, Jeremy. Uh, they played. They played canned footage. We haven't seen them do a, 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 a real, uh, a real live uh, seventh inning stretch in a while. But they played one yeah. of Ron Santo. Yeah.
1: So they yeah they'll they'll play Harry Carey. They'll play Ernie Banks. Uh, and they played like they played Ron Santo this game. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's just a recording from like you know I don't know like 1998 or something of of Ron Santo singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Uh, it's a nice you know blast from the past and uh, a memory uh, of a beloved cubs uh, mascot uh, and player announcer uh, ron santo but judging by like especially the people who were around us like i wonder it makes me wonder how many people think that ron santo that that guy on screen is actually alive and stand and like in the booth like 100 you know or like you know whatever like 300 yards away from from where they're sitting like live singing like live and in person like I feel I, there's got to be people in the stadium who don't know that he's been dead for like, like, I don't know, like 12 years or something.
0: No. Yeah. And that, that's got, that's gotta be a great, that's a great point, Jeremy. There's probably people in the stadium who think that that footage is live.
1: Yes. Yeah. No. So because I was, um, I guess it was last season. I went to a game with a friend of mine and we went to that, that kind of that bar, like right on the grounds of Wrigley field. It's called like the brick house bleachers or something. And, there was some guy there, and uh, I can't remember if it was, I think it was Ron Santo, maybe. The guy turned to us, and he's like, hey, I didn't know Santa was still alive. And I was like, <laughs> uh, no, no, he's dead. Um, but, like, uh, yeah, but, like, so, yeah, if that guy thought, there's got to be, like, there's probably, like, 100 people in the game out of the 29,000. There's probably 100 people who, at least, who think that he's alive and singing right in front of him.
0: No, yeah, for sure, um, and you know, there's probably more who don't even know who he is. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, Daniel Norris was was activated uh, t- that that Just very day. Time. Just in time. Just in time for the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so n- of course it was a blowout. So uh, we got to see we the good fortune of seeing Daniel Norris. Um, it was pathetic. Uh, it was it was a terrible performance. I think he came in with the bases loaded and he allowed all three of Chris Martin's runs. Chris Martin had, had uh, let some runners on. Was it uh, was it three inherited runs that he allowed?
1: Um, yeah, I'm, I'm. I haven't uh, done my. Uh, I haven't finished my scorecard yet. But, sure. Um, yeah, he came in and uh, he let. I think he came in with two on, or no, actually, I think he might have only came in with one on, but then like let that run come in and then like. Yeah. Then like maybe loaded the bases himself I think before getting out of the inning.
0: Sure, um, and yeah he he balked, uh, he balked in a run as well he, so he in was a run. charged yeah he was charged with That's uh right. with with an earned run um so Jeremy since you uh you know said some things about David Bodie uh you know last, last mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. last time you had a do you remember what you said you had I, a really good one about Daniel Norris
1: I did and I feel honestly <laughs> I, I was just, I was kind of thinking that maybe I went too far with the David Bodie thing maybe I because I I think maybe <laughs> yeah. like. There were some tragic events that happened uh, uh, shortly sure. thereafter. Um, sure, but uh, this one I don't feel this one I, I I don't feel as bad about.
0: Yeah, well, you you pointed out that he had a seven a seven twenty four ERA, uh, and you promptly said that he should be stabbed in the stomach seven hundred and twenty four times. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's, that that is a that's a good one, Jeremy.
1: Yeah, the specificity of it, right? <laughs> it's like that's what it's all about. Um, and then the <laughs> yeah. the overkill of of having it. 724 times um i think uh yeah i think like yeah i don't know whatever no it, it <laughs> yeah. was good
0: but you, you raised the point of it was like his 20 28th or 29th appearance uh, of the season what major league team lets a guy just keep coming in when his era is is 724
1: it, it's it, really it doesn't make any sense it's really a fucking insult to the fans it really really is like people like I, there are some idiot fans who want the cubs to spend money like even though they're like rebuilding like that that's that's a whole that's a whole other argument but it's like you like if you want to not insult your fans stop trotting this piece of shit out there in front of them and acting like it's normal and it's like it's this is fucking David Ross this is fucking David Ross with his fucking like weird no one else is talking about this like people i feel like now are starting to finally like criticize david ross they're like i think like the time limit has worn out to where he gets a free pass so like i feel he is starting to get criticized i i still don't feel like i've seen people criticize the fact that he seems to have this he has this un this inexplicable like loyalty to bums like because he was a bum himself i think like as a player mm-hmm. like he he see, feels like He's like, yeah, like the whole those comments about Rex Brothers were just like chilling. Like they're they're just like so like uh, like uh, indicative of like um, his mindset. It's like he he like seems to like he like sees himself in these bums, and that's why he keeps giving them chances. But like, it's just an insult that this that they would put this guy out in front of any paying fans. Uh, it's, just, it, it's just it's just it's just mind boggling and and angering, quite frankly.
0: Yeah, um yeah, I mean you heard it here first I guess folks about the the bums thing. But you're right, you know, and I, I think that extends to guys like Bodie and Hayward as well, even though yeah. uh you know, uh Hayward wasn't a bum at the beginning of his career, but uh yeah, he they they definitely keep running running those guys out there. It's it's frustrating.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. I mean like Ortega would be like the one like exception I think who like was a bum for his career and somehow has figured something out and like he's he's at least a piece for the team. Um you know maybe they'll they'll be he'll be traded uh, in a couple of weeks but but who knows but but yeah it's just it's just annoying of course of course he like gets activated back in time for us to see him uh i i mean yeah i want to go to the cubs uh you know parking lot and just yell you're a bum norris you're a bum norris uh, right
0: yeah. And that that would be deserved for his stats, and not not any kind of uh you know what an asshole he is or or isn't. Yeah. Um. Although he seems like the kind of guy who would not sign. I was gonna um, say, watch yeah.
1: like he stops and signs for us one day, and we're like, okay, he's okay, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Flip. that yeah, Flips. Flips right around. Which um, may
1: which may happen here in a minute.
0: <laughs> yeah, it might. So, uh so anyway, um we uh uh we, we went down to the bus like usual. Uh and there there were a, a fairly good collection of, of Orioles fans there, there. We we should say that there there was a lot of orange in the stands, so yeah. there were a lot of Orioles fans in Chicago in general. Yeah. Um Yeah, it was it was it was a, like
1: a, a like a mind-boggling amount of people. Like just yeah. you know, like a lot of orange uh in the stand like I mean, yeah, it stands out, I guess, you know, the orange uh, does amongst the crowd, but like honestly, it's like it almost seemed like as many, it look it seemed to look like as many Cardinals fans uh, when the Cardinals play in town. Like how many fans show up for that? It was just yeah. it was kind of surprising, and I I did say to Jack, I'm like, would these people have been here ten games earlier? But,
0: <laughs> uh, right. But right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the, yeah. The only possible explanation is that it's like it's it's summer break and families are like, oh, the Orioles are playing in Chicago. Let's we've never been to Chicago. Let's take a vacation there and see some yeah. games. Um, I don't know. Uh, but so there was this uh, uh, one of the main guys who was there. He was right front and center. Um, first guy there uh, was like this uh, this big w- w- we're going to call him Adam Jones because he had an Adam Jones. He had an orange Adam Jones Orioles jersey on. He, he had glasses uh, I, I was pissed off at this guy cause I ended up being kind of right behind him. The yeah. whole like front, the whole front row of stuff was, was kind of taken up. Jeremy and I got there just in time to not get like a front row of the barricade, uh, you know, place to stand. Yeah. Um, so, so we ended up behind this, uh, this Adam Jones guy and I, he, you know, I was going to call him the incredible bulk.
1: Yeah. Like he is, he, he was just, just like a, he was just a wide guy. Like there's a big, yeah. broad guy, um, what would you say, Jack? Like, late 50s, would you yeah, say? Yeah, he
0: must have been in his late 50s. Uh, and and I don't know if the kids... So he was with two kids as well, but yeah. I didn't get the vibe that he was their dad. I know, um, I know. I, but, like, I don't know what, what the... Maybe he was their uh, their grandfather or something, but I, I don't well, think so uncle either. maybe
1: or something. Yeah, like
0: yeah it could, could be an uncle, but it's like this guy... Uncle. I, I kind of hated this guy. Uh, yeah. He was just like a fucking nerdy, obnoxious, loud, like know-it-all guy who thought he knew, you know, who just thought he knew everything about everything of these players. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know, like, yeah, he, those kids were with him, but he wasn't talking to them like he was their, you know, he was their, he was their dad. But no. also, like, that would mean that if they were his kids, like, that would mean that, like, some woman had wanted to have sex with this guy <coughs> twice, which I, I, I can't see happening. Um. So I. Yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. But the the kids. I ever heard one. (laughs) Yeah. Sure. But the kids were the kids who were with him, especially the little girl. So um, he was with a a little girl and a and then a a boy who was a little bit older. But uh, the the little girl turned out to be kind of an ace in the hole because she was yelling for all these players to come over, and they would hear her, and then they would come over. So I she she's basically the reason that like at least three of the guys came, including Dylan Tate, who we'll get to a little bit later. But Mm -hmm. uh. That ended up being good, but like to, you know, th- having these two kids here, like you had to suffer through like this fucking, this fucking just the incredible bulk. I don't Adam Jones, I don't know whatever yeah. you want to call him.
1: Yeah, but- I well, so I was gonna say you you brought up an interesting point too, Jack, which is like the the nerdy loudmouth. Like you don't yes. really like associate those two things together sometimes, no. but they they truly exist. And uh, oh, yeah. I've yeah, I've I've encountered many of them. I think we all have. But yeah, the the. Like you can be just a completely like nerdy type of person and just be a big fucking loudmouth too, which is just super fucking annoying. And like, so this guy was like kind of like you know Orioles Rain Man a little bit, like. Yep. Um. So I think well, one thing we didn't. Uh, okay, well, yeah, yeah, we got it down there. Um. So he was, you know, and then so here's the thing: when you're down there and you're talking uh, to to graphers, we're guilty of it ourselves. Um. But there's there are certain things that you overhear amongst graphers that, like, you, you know, you wouldn't hear anywhere else, um, or out of context, they would be kind of weird. Like, yes, like last episode, we talked about the, the ick and the stick, um, right. like the, the ick was saying like, yeah, over here, they got to walk right by you. And it's like, ah, you yeah. fucking freak. Um yep. so like amongst all these things that like and and people are talking they're like oh yeah hey where you know where where you know when you you get him oh yeah yeah i got him back in spring training oh what about this guy oh yeah i got him on a ball uh you know and during the playoffs um so like all these things are being spoken about and uh they somehow uh Jorge Mateo came up um and uh the guy goes uh, uh, Adam Jones guy goes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I saw Mateo back, you know, at spring training, like he didn't sign, but you know, I, I could tell he really wanted to, I could tell he wanted to. It's <laughs> like, what are you talking, what are you talking about, dude? You could tell he wanted to sign for you. Like, you know how I can tell a guy wants to sign for me when he, when he's in the act, when he's holding my marker, signing my card. Other than that, I don't think the guy wanted to. And, and you know what? Those guys don't want to sign for me either, but they they are. Right,
0: right, yeah. None of these
1: guys want to sign for anybody ever. Like, even the kids, they don't want to sign for. But this guy's like, I could tell he wanted to sign. It's like, what are you talking about, dude?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was probably shortly after that. That he, uh, he turns around. He says to me specifically, but, uh, you know, Ugh. he was kind of talking to, uh, you know, other people in the group, too. Yeah. Just, like, just letting anybody know. Yeah. Uh, he, he turns and he sees I've got some cards. He's like, oh, yeah, who are you looking for? Because uh, I can spot him. Um, yeah. It's like, oh, oh, great, great, dude. And then uh, at some point he turned to somebody else and goes, oh, yeah, yeah, Chirinos has been great all year. <laughs> uh, it's like... Robinson Torino's first, and he he had implied that he'd been to, like, Detroit and Chicago. So it's like, it seems like he just follows these guys around and tries to get their autographs at every single stop. Yeah. And... You know, I know that the players like see, you know, tons of people every day. Uh, I think Jack Nicholson said that like when you're famous, you meet more, you meet like so many more people than just the average person does. So it's Mm. it's hard to keep track. But when, of course, these guys recognize him at a certain point, um, you know, he, he ended up. Uh, being recognized by one of the Orioles traveling party, who like came over and like politely talked to him for a couple minutes. But like, yeah, man, it seems like this guy just followed these Oriole, the Orioles around and just tries to get their autographs wherever the fuck they are. Um, and that's another thing too, where he's clearly using these kids to get autographs. Like the kids are the ones who are getting all the autographs, but like he's also just clearly using them so that players will come over and sign. Well, and uh, he
1: clearly, and he clearly has gotten autographs from most of these players. Through right. his travels. So Right. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, just uh just, just he, terrible. The, um
1: So the thing, Jack, about like when he said that, like who are you looking for? Yeah. Like it was one of those things, and again, this is one of those like off putting things that like these socially inept people do, which is like I could be sitting like I could be looking at you, standing behind like standing like near someone, and I could say to you something like, Hey, uh, you know, I wonder if we'll see Jim Palmer and then this yeah. guy will turn around as if I said it to him and he'll be like mm-hmm oh, yeah, you'll see Jim or something. You know, he'll he'll just, like, he'll in, interject himself into the conversation as if we were addressing him. Yep. And, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, yeah, it's, like, dude, like, that's not how conversation works. Like, you don't overhear someone and then respond to it as if they said it to you. Like, you if anything, if you want to be helpful, quote, unquote, helpful, you could say something like, oh, hey, uh, did I overhear you were saying, looking for Jim Palmer? Like, yeah, he'll be out, you know, something like that, you know. But – the guy just like turned around. And he's like, like, because we said something like, "I wonder if we'll see so and so." And then yep. he's like, "Then he's just like, who are you looking for?" And it's like, "Dude, like, back off, man!" Like, uh, and yeah, so it was, it was, I was off-putting right off the bat. And Jack, Jack, <laughs> didn't give this guy some. You know, I feel like, you know, you could have said like, "Oh, hey, thanks, man. Yeah, I'll let you know." But I think Jack was like, "No, no, no we're good. We're good."
0: Yeah, I did. I said, "No, we're good." Uh. <laughs> Yeah, which
1: even and the thing about it, too, is like, actually, those people can be useful when you're down there, you know, someone who can who can spot who can identify players. But just the way that this guy offered, we were like, you know, dude, we actually don't want your help. Like you specifically, we don't want your help.
0: No. And like you're you just said that. So you can talk about how much, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Right. Because we don't want. Yeah. We don't want to placate this guy like. No. No. Because then uh, he thinks then, he's he's entitled to fucking hog half of the 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 railing.
0: Yes, which he was, and so that that brings me to another thing too that I'd kind of forgotten about. <laughs> so this guy, um, he kept looking back. So you, you kind of have to when the when the players are coming out to the bus, yeah. you kind of have to look back to see them coming down the concourse. And he kept looking back, but he yeah. would turn and like. He would kind of bob his head, and like, uh, just his whole body would like. I would have to step back. This guy had no sense of space, and like, what was around him. Yeah. So if I had stood my ground, his bulk would have just come into me, like. And he was he was turning around as eager as if he was a, a young a young kid. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the way he bobbed his head, Jeremy, um, do you, do you uh, know, like, have you ever seen, I'm sure you have, like, one of those, like, those bird things that'll, like, bob up and down like that? I Jack, um, I was trying
1: to think of, of, like, you know, analogies to make of him doing it. I was going to say, like, the car, the used car lot sock, the wind guy, like that. Yes. You know, like the, that. The,
0: the, in the inflatable tube man thing.
1: Yeah. But, but you're, the bird, the bobbing bird, the drinking bird is actually a better analogy.
0: Yeah. It just—it was just infuriating, and and the fact that just the energy that he had while he was doing it, it was like he was like a, a little kid, uh, an excited little kid. And it's like, dude, yeah. you're you're a you're a fucking nerd, and you're a, a loser. Um, but we, so <laughs> and a and a parent. And, a parent, and a parent, or somebody who's setting or an a guardian, example. Guardian, yeah, yeah. You are in a position to set an example for for kids. Um, I think that's a good a good segue into our next thing. Um, yeah, we it's. just call this, this, uh, 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 this group asshole kid and dad. Uh, right.
1: Notice that, yeah, the asshole is in front of the kid.
0: Yeah. The so dad, yeah. it turns out that they're both fucking assholes. Cause I went to the game the next night and I, I stayed by the, I, I tried to get the, they played the Mets the next night, the Cubs did. And so I, I tried to get some Mets autos on my scorecard and these got these fucking, uh, scumbags were here again. So, uh, it was, a uh, a, a dad and his kid, the kid was prop. The kid is probably 14 or 15. Um, you know, he, uh, he he has a fucking nose piercing, so it's not he's not like a cute little kid like the two ones who were with adam jones like this this kid was like a fucking you know probably a freshman in high school at he least.
1: looked like a young like he looked like if you looked at a current day like pitcher like his him as a little kid I'm trying to think of like what like player he looks like as a little kid like like uh, maybe jose not to speak ill of the dead but like jose Fernandez of the sure. uh, of the Marlins like the late Jose Fernandez like he looked like maybe him as a as a like a yeah like a 15 year old or something
0: Yeah de- definitely um, and so what was off putting the, the they did the most off putting thing a grapher could do complete grapher party foul like the kid pushed his way in front of the in, in into the front of the the barricade. So we'll talk yeah. about these guys in a minute. But there were these yeah. w- w- uh, four like Cubs fans. They were you know maybe in their early twenties. Who they, they had no idea what the fuck was going on. But they had gotten they had gotten the spot right before us. That was that was just by the barricade. And so we, we uh, you know they took that spot anyway. This uh this this kid um Jose Fernandez kid like just just pushes his way <laughs> through them. Um, and yeah. the, the, the dad even said, because the dad said this to me the next night, because the kid pushed his way through again. He said, hey, like, can you let my son in here? Um, mm-hmm. And then so the, anyway, they, they, uh, they let him in. Uh, and eventually the, the dad was able to weasel his way in, too. So, like, the dad was in the front row as well. Um, so you never do that. That's a complete party foul if you're a grapher. You never try to push, you try to push your way in. Like, the spot you have is the spot you have and also he was doing it under the guise of being a kid but he wasn't a kid he was a, like at least a young teenager yeah so, no
1: I mean yeah yeah exactly like you would you would think like I mean and like if had that kid been a couple years younger I would say if that kid didn't have a, a nose piercing <laughs> yeah then then you know you maybe you let him through without asking questions but once you get once you have your, your body pierced you're, you're like I think we're under the same you know umbrella here
0: yeah sure for sure um, so, anyway, the kid pushes his way up there. It kind of pisses me and Jeremy off, but whatever. Uh, and so this was b- before the dad was able to weasel his way in front, too. Um, he saw that I had some cards. And so he, he starts showing me these Oriole cards. And the cards were 2022 tops. And he's, he starts showing me all the guys he has. And I, I didn't understand why he was showing me these cards. <laughs> and so I, I just I kept looking at them. And then I, I was about to say, like, are you are, are do you are you gonna, like gonna give me these cards? Like are they for me? Like I didn't know why he was showing them to me. And and then he goes, yeah, I'm selling these cards. And uh, it's like I, I wanted to say to him, um, I, I should have said it's it's in red. It's the width of the staircase here. But I should have said mm-hmm. um, uh, I, I should have said, Oh yeah, uh, cool. I'll give you a dollar for all of those. Yeah. Um, yeah. it it would have just been he would have been completely taken aback. Uh, but but it's like, hey, pal, I got news for you. Those cards aren't worth anything. Those cards aren't worth the fucking paper they're printed on. You know how common th- what you have is right now? It's not worth anything. Like, what do you mean you're selling it? And also, like, he shook his head, like, and he was like, yeah, I'm selling these. Oh, like, I would really want them? Um, so, and he, he, So here's my theory on these guys, um, this dad and this kid. Jeremy, do you remember at the Twins game, there was that security guard, and we were by the bus, and the security guard was like, hey, man, like, yeah, you you can come to the games, but like you got to make some money. Yeah, um, yeah,
1: yeah, right, exactly. It's almost
0: like the, he the <clears> kid <throat> and the dad had talked to the security guard. They were like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, we can make some money," because these guys had they had no idea who any of the players were. It's no. like they just knew the Cubs were playing the Orioles. Yeah. And so they bought a set of like Orioles cards and brought some baseballs cuz like the kid had a baseball to sign. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, let's try to like get some autographs and sell them.
1: Cuz cuz um, because uh, cuz our our buddy Adam Jones at one point, he I we heard we like when Austin Hayes came out, he goes like he goes like Austin Hayes coming out or whatever, and then the dad looks at the kid and he start, he grabs his cards and he starts shuffling through them and he's like uh, he's like, yeah, right, right here, right here, Austin Hayes, we got him. And then, and then, like, he hands it to the kid to get it signed. Uh, so, like, yeah, they clearly didn't know what the fuck they were doing.
0: No, no, they they had no idea. They had no idea who any of these players were. Um, and so that that this brings me to uh uh tonight uh last night um for at the Mets. Uh, so these guys were there again. And uh, so first of all, I. I I, I got a great spot by the barricade. Somehow, I was r- right in front row, and it, it turned into fucking paparazzi land. There were like 200 Mets fans gathered at this bus. Somehow, I'm in the front row, and I feel some kid like pushing up against me, and it's it's uncomfortable. And then I look, and it's this fucking kid again. Um, it's Jose Fernandez again. Um, and and then I look back, and at the, da- at the dad, and I, I don't know if they recognized me from last night. It kind of seems like they didn't. But he he go the dad goes to me. He's like. Hey bro, can can you know can my my kid stand here? And I just go yeah. Like I flatly I flatly said it. I wasn't happy about it, but I was like I was like this isn't too disruptive. He didn't move me over that much, whatever. Um, but then like I very firmly planted my foot because the dad was kind of trying to squeeze in there too. And I very firmly like planted my foot and I was like y- y- the kid can come in here, but like you're not gonna fucking get get my spot too. Right. Um, so then I was able to hear what these guys were saying uh, to each other, and they were like. They only wanted to get the, the superstar players. Um, so Max Scherzer, Max Scherzer comes out, and uh, you know the crowd just goes crazy for Scherzer. And Scherzer starts signing, and it was funny because Scherzer was going just for kids, just kids, just kids. Uh, like he was, um, nice. you know, he was only signing for kids. But Scherzer comes out, and it's like somebody turned this dad from zero to a hundred because he he starts going shouting right in Scherzer's face. He goes, Max. Max! You're the man, Max! Um, and he, he pushes his son like into the barricade and like reaches over like a ball over for Scherzer to sign and just starts yelling, Max! Like he keeps yelling, Max, you're the man, Max! Uh, yeah. And I thought the barricade was gonna collapse because he was pushing people into it. And yeah. the, the Mets head of security was right by Scherzer, and you could tell that like he was looking at that situation and he had his eyes on it. And he was, like, he wasn't going to do anything because I'm sure he sees that shit every weekend. But he was, like, he was like okay, if this, if this escalates, like, one notch further, like, I'm going to have to, like, ask. I'm going to have to start, like, throwing, throwing some weight around. Um, so anyway, like, and and Scherzer didn't sign for the for the fucking kid with the nose piercing, which made me happy. Oh, nice. I was glad, I was glad I was glad the kid didn't get that one. That's
1: good. So, I was gonna. I you told me a little bit of the story yesterday, Jack, and I, I didn't know. I thought it was gonna end with that kid getting Scherzer's nope, autograph. No,
0: nope. So he didn't he didn't get it, and I was fucking happy about that. Uh, that 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 was uh, that warmed my heart. I will say that it <laughs> le- legitimately made me sad. I was I was uh, less than a foot away from Max Scherzer, and I I did not get his autograph. I wanted to say, hey Max, could you sign my score? Card um, just because like you can't sell a scorecard. I'm, I'm sure the main reason Scherzer doesn't sign for adults is because like he doesn't want his shit getting flipped. Yeah. Um, but you can't flip a scorecard. Uh, yeah. But anyway. So. So then the next player uh uh that they're um that's coming out there that they want to get is Lindor. But first, like there, there was this team of like little leaguers who were who were sort of inside who are inside the stadium. But they were right by, uh, you know, right by where the players would walk out. They must have like won some raffle or a championship. So all of the Mets players were signing for these little leaguers before they would come out. And the the dad's like, oh, those are friends and family. And the kid was real whiny. He was like, who are who are those guys? Like he who are those kids? Like he was um he was pissed that like he couldn't get in there. He was like, how did they get in there? And the dad was like, oh, it's it's friends and family. And the kid's like, no, it's not. Um, so he was being real whiny that like these little, these little leaguers were inside the stadium. So like, fuck this kid for that. Um, and then, it, uh, so anyway, so I'll just skip to the part of the story where Lindor comes out. Cause we're a little off track, but we need to, we need to just end with knowing what scumbags these guys are. So Lindor, Lindor comes out and, uh, there had been a woman and like a little, a little baby and like a carriage. And then another woman who were like waiting. And one of them had a Lindor jersey on. So I was like, okay, these must be like his people. So Lindor comes out and he he kind of exits, um, he exits to the sidewalk with his, uh, with his little baby. He he picks his little baby up and, like, the, the baby is, like, just a couple months old. Like, they just, they must have just had the kid. Um, and he cradles the baby in his arms and then, like, it was kind of a nice scene, but, like, him, his baby, and, like, his wife or girlfriend or whatever, they, they, they don't get on the bus. Uh, they, they, like, start to walk towards, like, a cab that's parked behind the buses or an Uber or whatever. Um... And so when they do that, when they start going in the other direction, the dad and the kid just take off. They take off running towards where Lindor is heading. And I'm sorry, man, but, like, the, you know, the guy's with his little baby and his, his wife. Like, seriously? You're going to fucking—you you are a complete stranger, and you're going to run after a, uh, another grown man who's, like, cradling his baby so you can get his fucking autograph. Um, yeah. and, uh, like, that's just, that's just the scum of the earth, man. And, you know, as a, as the dad, you are not setting a good example for your son. Like you're turning your son into a fucking scumbag, which he is. Cause at, <laughs> at one point the bus drove away. And when the, when the first bus drives away, like they have to open up the barricades and everybody kind of loses their spot. But then again, it's kind of an unsaid rule that you like go, you're supposed to just like go back to kind of where you were. So anyway, the, the kid and I ended up getting getting places flipped. So I was like a little closer to the uh, to the stadium side than he was when they moved the stuff back. So instead of just let it, letting it fl- play out like that, I, I start to step back like towards the barricade and I feel resistance. And I see that this kid's got his arms stuck out and like he's not letting me back in. Like he put his hands on me and like tried to block me from coming in. And then the dad goes, hey, hey, let him in. Like he let you in. Um, so I was like, at, at least he did that, but this little kid put his hand on me and he tried to block me from getting by the barricade.
1: So like it's in like, the, in the, like kind of like the Looney Tunes sort of way where you put your hand out, like, and you block, like you, you, you're, he's pushing like forward, like and he, pushing yeah, you away. He put, he
0: put his hand back like, or his arm out. And he was trying to like, he tried to push me away. Almost like a, I would liken it to like a, a a defensive player trying to block out an offensive player yeah, from getting yeah. a rebound. That was what he was doing. And it's oh, like, you. are okay. you fucking serious, dude? First right. of all, you're lucky. Your fucking dad is here. Cause if he wasn't, I don't think you'd have the balls to put your fucking hands on me. Right. Um, it's like, what a fucking little piece of shit. They don't know. Uh, that
1: kid doesn't yeah. know what kind of gym rat Jack is too. He's, he's been lifting <laughs> hey weights. Man,
0: I can throw up fucking 80 pound dumbbells on a bench press, dude. I'll fucking whatever. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not worried about the dad either to be frank, but like, uh, fuck uh fuck these guys man you're going to run after a, a, a guy with a little baby and try to get his autograph on, on the fucking streets of chicago like yeah. you guys are the fuck you're scum you're scum
1: that seems to be a good line to draw right there <laughs> like you yeah. know yep. guy like baseball player walking by himself uh maybe baseball player like holding a like very small baby um all right we'll let that guy just live his life
0: yep yep <clears throat> um so, yeah, these these are just the worst people scum of the earth. Hopefully we don't see them again, but I kind of have a feeling that they're going to be at, at more games. So, yeah. uh, what you know, someone needs to tell that kid, though, that that's like, dude, like, if you're going to do this and you're going to be a grapher, like, you know, I, and I'd I'd be the first person to tell a kid, like, hey, like, I'm not really a serious grapher. Um, I, I mainly just want to get my scorecard signed and I just, just see some players. But, like, if you're going to do this and you're going to try to be real, A, you need to know, like, who the players are and, like, what autographs you're getting. But also like you need to respect some etiquette like you don't push in front of people you don't try to block people out dude graffers help each other out man like they're supposed to help each other out and be like oh yeah that guy's cool like that's that guy yeah. like you know uh, oh you know you've never gotten that guy yeah here man you go first like you get him and then i've, I've gotten him like three times it's like that that's what a good graffer will do a gr- sure. like graphers don't try to fuck them fuck the other graphers over
1: yeah for sure i mean yeah it's it's uh, that's an ugly scene and uh yeah, the weaponization of kids for autographs is, is a scary thing. It um, is. <laughs> um yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so that's that's uh yeah, that's that's funny. I don't um man, I really I hope I hope that I'm not in that situation like either where like the uh, the kid is actually like physically trying to block me because like
0: yeah, and I didn't do anything. I was just like, are you fucking like I it was almost like I couldn't believe it was happening like I was trying to get back yeah. in and this kid was just pressing against me and then so his dad actually did the right thing if it if it hadn't, if the kid had just like not let me back, um it was just it was absurd because there was there was space for me to go in and he wasn't letting me back in and it's just like maybe he got like all the negative energy i was i was throwing off and then just like when he when he first pushed his way through there and didn't let me back in but like right. I, I don't know if i would have said something that to the dad if, if it would have continued doing that but it's like um you know I, I don't know man it's like you don't you don't someone needs to just tell the kid that like hey it just in general like you need to know that you can't put your hands on strangers in in a way that's like restraining them like that's just the life lesson you need to learn
1: could have crushed that kid yeah, w- and I wouldn't yes. have
0: done it if you know. Who knows? The kid could have been nineteen. Kid could have been nineteen for all you know. For all I know, I'd never been in a fight in my life. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna start now. Um the, but, yeah. but um, not. in Yeah, not with a you know, not with a minor who's <laughs> under eighteen. But like, yeah, um, yeah, but maybe with the dad though. Like you know, maybe with the dad. Hey. Uh, so uh, whatever, though. Fuck those guys.
1: Um, it, yeah, I mean, I, I almost feel like, uh, you know, like, I, I feel like I can throw my weight around a little bit with Jack sure. in, in, tow, so yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll yeah. see, but, um, but yeah, so, um, so we should say like, yeah, and the one thing, okay, so this is, thing. this is a little backwards, we're, we're telling this, but, um, uh, the one thing, so we talked about how the kid, when we were at the game, pushed in front of a group of people, and the only reason why I wasn't just like, like, just completely like gobsmacked about it was because the, the four guys who Jack alluded to, the four Cubs guys um, he pushed in front of just were also like equally as annoying. Um, And uh, like, yeah, we were just like, we were convinced that these guys had no idea what they were doing down there. And like, they thought that they were, that it was a Cubs bus. They're all four of them are like decked in head to toe Cubs gear. So like if they're trying to get an autograph from like uh, an Oriole, all they have to do is look at their clothes and be like, you're not a, you're not my fan. Like, you know, at least give them a reason like to, to not, or, or don't give them a reason to turn you away just, uh, you know, off right off the bat. Uh, but these four guys were just there. They would seem like they rolled out of the bleachers and they were just standing there taking up space. They got to the right. Ra- they were on the railing. They got there right before us. And, uh, yeah, just just like four just numbskulls, and we were we were up until that point we we, we hated these guys, and then this kid pushes in front of them, and I was like, "Well, that kid's that's a bold that's a bold move by that kid, but at least he did in front of those four guys." So like you know like I actually I you know <laughs> that's one of those situations where you just kind of lean back and watch everything unfold. Um, yeah, but uh, and then um, the kid actually so one of the Cubs guys, one of those four guys, after like it was clear that the kid pushed in front of him. The kid, the, the guy, one of the Cubs guys goes to the kid. I don't know if you heard this Jack, but he's like, mm-hmm. who are you trying to get? And mm-hmm. uh, the kid said, I don't know what the kid said, like Mancini or something. And the guy mm-hmm. goes like, okay. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> he goes, okay. As if he like approved it. Like it was an, it was like a, that guy approved Oriole for the kid sure. to get an autograph from. Uh, I wish I remember what name he said, but, uh, but yeah, he, and, 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 and it sounded like the guy was mad. But it's like, he's like, he it's like, but he's a kid. What can I do? Um, so, so yeah. So anyway, yep. so those guys, they kind of uh, faded, you know, to black. Like they kind of disappeared a little bit. And I think they were maybe even gone at this point. Um, but, uh, but we talked about, so we mentioned Jim Palmer. Um, I texted Jack. Uh, so now I've gotten in the habit. We are in the habit now of like checking who the coaches are. And now we're, now we're finally for this game. I was finally in the habit of checking. Who the announcers were right and, and I should know this Jim Palmer has been the announcer for the Orioles uh for for years mm-hmm. um but uh I was like well that's right Palmer is the announcer maybe grab a Palmer card and bring a Palmer car, card with and so I texted Jack the night before and I'm like hey man just a heads up like you know Palmer is the announcer I uh brought up the the Orioles um broadcast just to make sure he was there because I was like Man, he's, he's kind of old, man. I feel like he only travel. He might not travel with the team. He might only do home games. Um, but sure enough, he was there. And so, like, okay, it's on, man. Like, Palmer, like, I'm bringing a card. At first, I couldn't find any cards. Um, I found only one, like, modern era card from, like, an insert. Uh, and then I forgot that I have, like, the 81 set and the 83 set. And he was still playing at that point. So I went down to the basement into our storage space and um, pulled, like, the, those two sets. And I pulled like his, uh, his 81 card. Cause I was born in 81. I'm like, it would be really cool if I was going to get his autograph to get him on, on a 1981 card. Um, <clears throat> so I had that, uh, which means I was able to give Jack that, uh, that modern one that I found. And, yeah. um, yeah. And so sure enough, Palmer Palmer comes out actually. And if, and for like the longest time he was talking to someone in the stadium, like yep. some guy from the Orioles bus, like might've been their traveling secretary or whatever he was. And they were talking for a really long time in the bus, so much so that, like, the players started coming out um, by the time Palmer came to the bus. But uh, Palmer comes to the bus, and and we get him to stop. Like, at first, it looked like he wasn't going to, but everyone, like... That uh, that guy Chris, who we know, who, like he was ba- he was back at the bus, and he said that Palmer signed the night before. Uh, Adam Jones guy said that Palmer signed, so we we're like, holy shit, like we might actually get Jim Palmer. Yeah. And for a second, like he he hesitated a little bit, looked at the crowd, and then kind of came over and and started signing. Um, and so we we got uh, we got Jim Palmer's autograph, which was yeah, pretty cool. it was
0: it was really cool. Um, and he uh, like Jim Palmer. Uh, this is one of those things where like you know the bus experience can really influence your opinion of a guy um yeah. i never really thought one way or another about jim palmer um you know i knew he was really good i knew we pitched for the orioles he's the winningest pitcher of the 70s so like he's a big deal um but the, the dude is just all class like what a fucking classy guy um I, I think there was there was one person who was like oh i wonder if he's gonna make us do trivia uh because like i, well, I, I no no he,
1: oh oh did he say that
0: uh, well, there, there might've been Adam Jones guy who said that, or so somebody, there was a guy, who was, yeah.
1: th- there was a guy, the guy who, um, we'll talk about later. So like, yeah. we should say there were three in this front row besides Adam Jones, there was a guy to his left, like who was even older than him, that, right. like big I,
0: glossy photographs with him. Yeah,
1: a big glossy photograph of Jose Hernandez, um, <laughs> in a, like. Puerto Rican, like, league uh, jersey, like, coaching, like, third base or something. Um, so he had that. and The guy was older than Adam Jones. This guy was probably in his early 60s. Yeah. And then to the other side of Adam Jones was another guy with gray hair uh, who was, like, probably early 60s as well, I would say, late 50s, early 60s. And um, so there you go. So when the players walk out, they see three big fucking wide guys, wide old guys with gray hair, and it's just like... This sucks, man. Like, why would anyone ever stop to sign for these, these mopes? Um, yep. so, so then, um, so, uh, so the guy who was all the way to the right, um, who will come, who we'll talk about later, he started saying like, so, uh, Palmer comes out and, uh, he's like, Hey, uh, you know, Hey kids, like he, you know, this, this guy won more games than anyone in the seventies. And then he's like, yeah, he, uh, he th- had like 20, he had like 21 complete games in 1979 uh, and he's like, he threw, he pitched in four all-star games. Like he's naming, he's like naming up, out all this trivia uh, right in front of Jim Palmer to these kids. And like Palmer's just like, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. And like I heard him say something like, like, Hey, so what do you think of the young arms or something? And Palmer goes like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just uh, call the games or something. He, he like kind of tried to blow the, he blew the guy off, yeah. um, by, by kind of just like deflecting his question, like kind of playing dumb, even though the guy clearly knows stuff and uh yeah it was just it was uh it was it was just crazy um you
0: you know sometimes i've thought jeremy too like these guys can be a little tight-lipped especially about stuff like that because they're not sure if somebody's recording them on like a phone um you know so it's like yeah those you know those comments may not be off the record if he actually said them uh but yeah palmer um so yeah that, that guy was just a total you know geek and we'll talk about him a little bit later when we get to brandon hyde but uh Palmer went like he went straight for the kids. So he signed for the kids first. Um, the little girl had like this crazy like Orioles necklace on, and Palmer's like, "I like your necklace." Like he was just like super nice to everybody. He when he looked at me because it almost seemed like he was only going to sign for those two little kids. They were like the only kids who were there. Um, but then like he looked at me and like I made eye contact with him, and it was kind of like haunting. It's like <laughs> you could see like you could see uh, you could imagine yourself as a batter like facing Jim Palmer. You know that must have been what they saw. Um, but then he, you know, he signed my card, but of course I was behind the incredible bulk. So like, I had to like reach over this guy and this guy was like six, two, this fucking Adam Jones guy. And so like, I grabbed the card and like, it kind of, you know, I'll just say it on the podcast, Jeremy, it kind of smeared my autograph a little bit, which pissed me off. Like I got a bad angle grabbing it. Cause this fucking guy was in front of me. Um, which is part of the reason I annoyed, you know, I was so annoyed by it, but whatever. Uh you know it's it, the autograph still looks it, it looks all right but it you know and thank thank you so much for giving me the card but I think mm-hmm. I think just it was more the experience of like man Jim Palmer is a really cool guy like he signs for everybody he's awesome um he understands like the impact that he can have as a as a baseball player on like fans um which is really cool The Adam Jones guy was talking about Jim Palmer before Palmer came out and he was like yeah yeah one time I got him at the uh Bremington club like yeah yeah he was super nice like, it's like you, one time you got him there, like implying that he's gotten him other times too, like his yeah. autograph, like how many fucking Jim Palmer autographs do you need, dude? Come on, man. Like you're going right. to, you know, I'm trying to get this guy's autograph and you're standing in fucking front of me, like, well, and grab my card weird.
1: Yeah. No, that's the whole thing. Like he, and th- I think that's actually when I said it, like, I'm like, he's, he, I, I heard him say the, the thing like, oh yeah, I got him back then. And I said to Jack and I'm like, I said to Jack, then why are you standing in the front row of, yeah. this, of the, you know, by the bus? Yeah. Um, But, yeah.
0: You know, and just for comparison, Jeremy, because this happened in a recent episode, like, as as a bit of an ode to Jim Palmer, let's just compare the (laughs) Jim Palmer and the Ross Detweiler bus experiences here. Mm -hmm. Like, Jim Palmer, Hall of Fame pitcher, uh, the exalted one. Like, uh, you know, the winningest pitcher of the 70s, won 20 games multiple times, won three Cy Young Awards, was on the only pitching staff In major league history where four guys won 20 games pitched in the fucking world series uh had like a a genuine jockey uh you know endorsement for years and years uh famous baseball broadcaster like this guy is the elite of the elite the the elite of the elite in baseball like he's a big deal he's one of the greatest players of all time signed for everybody super gracious guy compare him to ross detweiler like just some fucking bum who big times people And like Ross Detweiler could learn a thing or two from Jim Palmer.
1: No, I mean, yeah, it's, it's like based on merit alone, it's like Ross Detweiler should be like, you know, ironing our shirts and, and, you know, like, like, you know, wiping the crumbs off of our faces and like, and he's like, yeah, he he couldn't be bothered enough to even look up uh, to, to, to sign an autograph. Um, And yeah. And Palmer, like he he wishes that he had one ounce of Palmer's talent for sure.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, Fuck Ross Detweiler. Jim Palmer, though, awesome guy. And Dylan Tate. So Dylan Tate had come out too, and and he like he came to the bus. He put his shit in there. He left the bus. Went went back. Like, yeah. It was hard to tell what he was doing. It didn't seem like he was gonna sign. But then this little girl was like, Mister Tate, Mister Tate, could you sign? And then Tate turns around and he, he goes, he looks at her and he goes, for you, of course. Um, uh, or like for you, I'll sign. And then yeah. so he comes he comes over and he he signs and like. Again, like wow, super nice guy. Like he was really nice to this kids, and he signed for everybody who wanted an autograph. Uh, I got him on my scorecard, Jeremy. You got him on a, on a little mini card. Yeah, I got um,
1: I got him on this T two o six or this Tops two o six card. So you know, just like the kind the tobacco cards, like Honus Wagner, uh, like those cards. Uh, Tops put out a set um, last year, um, or this is maybe from two years ago. Uh, mini card, and I'm like <laughs> I'm like I've been dying. I brought a Mackenzie Gore. I've been dying to get someone on one of these cards. And, uh, I found a Dylan Tate one. I'm like, all right, let's, let's try it with Tate. And, uh, I put that card out for him and, uh, he, he gave it a look like, what the fuck? Like, how am I supposed to sign this? And I, yeah. I did say to him, like, Hey man, however you can fit it on there. And he's like, yeah. okay. And then like, he just signed it and, uh, he was, yeah, he was cool about it. But I was, yeah, I was cool. super stoked to get him on this, this mini card.
0: Yeah, and he's having a good year too, so that's a uh, you know, it was a good 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 time to get him. I, yeah. I I'm glad I got his auto on a scorecard where he pitched two innings. So uh did he yeah. pitch two innings in that game? Uh he, did. he pitched no, two innings in the White one. Sox game. That's right. He only pitched one. But anyway, he yeah. pitched a scoreless inning, So that was that was cool. Good for him, glad he's having a good year. This um, uh
1: this uh this tobacco card too is also his rookie card too, which is, which oh, is nice. pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, for sure. And and also I have Dylan Tate on my fantasy team and I, I was I could have used the like, hey, I got you on my fantasy team uh, but uh, I didn't feel like it necessary because he was actually, like, super nice. I didn't feel like I need to further ingratiate myself to him. But no. another thing that happened while Tate was signing autographs is I think the same guy who was doing the Jim Palmer trivia was asking, like, J- like Dylan Tate about his pitch types, and he was like, oh, yeah, what? so what do you throw? Is that a, the curveball or, or is it the slider or is it the changeup? Or, like, he's like, you know, when you're pitching to this guy, like, do you throw him this or whatever? Like, he, he was saying something about his pitch types, and Dylan Tate was even just like, Hey man, sometimes I don't even know like what I'm throwing or what I'm doing. <laughs> did you, did you hear him say that? Did you hear him? Oh man,
0: that? I didn't, I didn't hear any of this
1: stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, like I heard Dylan Tate say something like, like I heard the guy, I heard like curveball, like slide or whatever. And then I heard Tate say like, man, to be honest with you, like when I'm throwing it, like, I'm not even thinking about that. Like he said something like that. And it's again, yeah. just like deflecting this guy's like ridiculous, like fucking questions. Uh, and it's like, man, come on, man. It's like, I know that you want to have a moment with the guy and, like, exchange, like, uh, you know, exchange something with him. But, like, give him a break, man. Just, like, say, like, hey, man, like, you know, what's your favorite place to eat around uh, the stadium or something? Yeah. Like, or have you ever been to Chicago before? Whatever. But, like, grill him about his fucking pitch types. It's like, give me a break, man. And, like, I good, good for these players for fucking deflecting it. Like, it's like, don't even give him the satisfaction of, like, answering him, like, honestly, like that's a bullshit question. And he wouldn't even know the, if you gave him a real answer, he wouldn't even know what it, what it meant. So like, yeah, you know, just fuck it. Like just sign it, the autograph and get out of there.
0: Yeah, man. And it's like, if you're going to say something to a guy, like you said, we've talked about this. It's like, you gotta, you gotta pick one thing and just say it. You know, you yeah. can't like, you can't try to have a conversation with the guy. You can't, you can't go on a long rant about like pitch types or, you know, whatever, or wh- whatever the fuck he said to Brandon Hyde later on. Yeah. Um, it's just like, yeah, just just. Fucking be cool, dude. Like, act like you've been there before. Um... So Lyles Jordan Lyles uh, comes out a little bit after this, and Lyles didn't seem like he was going to sign; like he just headed for the bus. But then again, the little girl like yelled at him, and so he he turned around, and then uh, and then he signed for us too. Lyles signed for us, which was really cool. What the fu- What did Adam Jones say to the guy?
1: So then, so Adam Jones like, uh, so so yeah, so we should say too, like it was getaway day, so all the buses, you know, so the buses don't leave one at a time; they all stay there, then they leave together, which kind of sucks because the buses line up, and you know you're only near the first bus and the only the coaches were on the first bus. So players who yep. came over to sign for us really had to like make an effort to, to, you know, go out of their way to sign for us, which was made it extra cool of them. Um, so Lyles goes and he starts turning left to go to the player's bus and the little girl like, like yells for him. So he like kind of turns on a dime. He like, you know, he took already took a step left and then he stopped in his track, spun around basically, and then came over and signed for us. And so the guy, says to Lyles as he comes up, he's like, oh, thanks so much, Lyle, uh, Jordan. He's like, you're the second player on the team to come over to, to, to stop what they're doing and come over here and sign for us. We really appreciate it. And he's like, my daughter enjoys, or he, I, I fucked that up. He's like, you're the second person to spin around and come over here. And he's like, my daughter enjoys the dance moves. And it's like, it's like, uh, like, like, okay. Like, yeah. So like basically like referencing the move that he made to like pivot and turn around. And it's like, Hey man, don't, don't, maybe don't, you know, call attention to the fact that he did that. Like, in like, like you're trying to joke with him and say, it looks like, you know, we're dancing, but it's like, just say thank you for the fucking autograph, man. Again, yeah, it's, just, um... it's just saying, it's just doing too much, man.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's lame. And also yeah. don't point out the fact that like, oh, you're the second guy to stop here. Like, you know, that's like implying that all the other Orioles are assholes, you know, <laughs> right. when in reality, it's like they, they're trying to catch a late flight to get to Tampa Bay, they're probably not going to land till 1.30am, then they got get, got to get back to the hotel. So it's like Jordan Lyles was probably not going to get to bed until about 3am tonight. Um, and yeah. then they got to then then they got to stay in uh, Tampa Bay for four days. So why don't yeah. you give the guy a fucking break and yeah. like, don't point out don't point out that the rest of his team didn't sign. Jack um,
1: on the way on the way back to the bus, Jack goes like, Yeah, all you're saying with that is like, Hey, so what, my asshole my teammates are assholes? Yeah. 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 That's, that's
0: that's what it sounds like. Um yeah. Lyles anyway, Lyles came over and, and signed for us. Jeremy, I think you got him on a card. Uh, I got him yeah. on my scorecard. But uh yeah, when he was signing for me, I said Hey liked you on the Brewers. Um and he smi- he smiled at that comment. But uh it's it's one of those things and Jeremy you've had instances like this too. I think you had one with with like Hayward um but it, but it's just like uh or no maybe you didn't say anything to Hayward, but it's like you know you, you sometimes you just lie to a player about like oh, yeah. liking liking them. Yeah. Um and it's like I said liked you on the Brewers. I think I think the more accurate thing to say would have been you were on the Brewers.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, because I, I certainly, I didn't dislike him, but I didn't feel one way or the other about him. Anyway, he was a nice guy. Um, another guy who was super nice and came over and signed for us was Tyler Nevin, um, which is odd because his dad, <laughs> his dad was just uh, in the news like two weeks ago for being the biggest asshole ever. Yeah. Um, so his son, I guess maybe the apple, uh, you know, fell far from the tree, thankfully, on that one. So Tyler Nevin was really nice. Y- your, uh, your marker kind of started to fail, Jeremy, when he was signing the autograph. So, like, he went he went back over it to make sure you got a good one. So that was, I thought that was pretty cool of him
1: yeah yeah it was pretty cool um he uh yeah because there was it was rapid fire because um a big group came out that's the only tough thing about the autographs is that a big group comes out it's almost like um when a pack of deer run past like a fucking lion or something you know and it's like the weakest gets stuck signing autographs and the other ones scoot right by and get onto the bus safely um but uh lyle like it was rapid fire lyle's and nevin and like so I, I keep I keep my cards just I hold a stack of cards in my hand and I, I put them in alphabetical order so I can find a guy really quickly and so I, I found the Nevin card really quick and I didn't have a chance to like recap my pen and my pen is like it's 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 kind of on its last legs and so like yeah the the Nevin auto was was unfortunately a little streaky I think because it was uncapped um, but uh, it's still cool he, and then he wrote his number on it. And uh, the number is nice and bold. Um, nice. It's kind of, it's actually funny. Lyle's wrote his number on it too, and it almost looked like he had to think about it for a second. Like, <laughs> and and actually, the number I think his number is twenty nine or twenty eight, mm-hmm. and it's it, it's hard to it. Look, it just looks like scribbles, but I could tell that he tried to write the number there. And then Nevin wrote the number, and it's funny because on Nevin's card, the forty. Well, first of all, I'm signing, having them sign on a card, so they don't have to put the number on there. But Nevin's number is like v- clearly visible on the on the card itself so it's pretty funny but but yeah it was cool to get and you know that's cool that nevin signed um we were we were really dogging nevin after the white Sox game we so were, we were was there a specific reason was it just because like he like made a bad throw he,
0: he's yeah i think he, he made a bad play and also just his numbers are not good and he just doesn't seem like he has any any real like upside as a player but um yeah. i'll be i'll be rooting for him now uh yeah. but you know his dad is still uh, his dad's another story um I I, I was excited to try to get Austin Hayes because I had brought an Austin Hayes card. There was, like, this athletic trainer who had, like, a bunch of bags, and he did kind of look like Austin Hayes. He was, like, the same (laughs) height. He had kind of big ears. Like, he had, like, a chiseled kind of face. Um, So I said to you, Jeremy, I said to you, I was like, oh, is that Austin Hayes? And then Adam Jones turns around and goes, it is not. Yeah. it's like fuck you, dude. Yeah. I wasn't talking to you. Right, exactly. Um, it's like,
1: can't I just like have a, a conversation where I where I wonder something? Yeah. And it's like no, because this guy's around and he'll he'll fucking butt in and just tell you like he'll tell you the answer. It's like, what if we were like you know, what if we were playing like uh, Wordle or something? And he looked over his shoulder and, he's like the word is is meats, you know, or like the word is steam. <laughs> it's like, oh, thanks, dude. You fucking know it all, idiot. Yeah. Um, one more thing about Am Jones, which I feel like we should have said this at the beginning, but so what? His his trademark thing, other than just being a, a loudmouth, uh, nosy, loudmouth, uh, would would be like because he he knows every fucking Oriole, and so he 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 can help you call out anyone. So when someone would come out, it's like it's like during a press conference when like there's like a, a, a like a PR person or something, and they're like someone's like standing there fielding questions someone will be like this is uh Mike Wallace with the U- uh with the USA today uh this is uh you know Jim uh, Johnson with uh you know Newsweek like they'll they'll say that so this this guy when when the players would come out he'd be like Tyler Wells and like Tyler <laughs> Wells would come out and then like you'd we, see like Cedric Mullins down the the tunnel and be like Cedric Mullins coming out like and it's like he would, he would just like make these announcements um really to like anyone would listen, but like the only people like who were, you know, in earshot of him or like the only people like, you know, who were acknowledging his, his existence were his kids. Uh, but yeah, he would just announce the players, which again, like is actually useful on some way, but from this guy, we, you, you didn't want to hear it.
0: That is, that is hilarious. Jeremy. I totally, I would have never like mentioned that he did that, but he, he was totally doing that. Yeah. That's uh that's awesome.
1: Spencer Watkins. <laughs> just Yeah. Well, <laughs> call out a name. <laughs>
0: Yeah. um okay, so what i you know i'm I'm sad that Jose hernandez did not sign for because you had you had uh bought a couple cards jeremy, and you were so for- it was funny because you 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 got one for me that was uh Jose hernandez's brewer card yeah, and you know you handed it to me. Um, so, okay, I, there's, there's two. There's a lot. There's a lot that needs to be talked about, yeah. and it happened in a very short amount of time. But first of all, <laughs> there was this old... The other old guy there who had the big glossy photo of Jose Hernandez. Like, yeah. of course, Adam Jones had, like, you know, fucking snooped uh, and seen that he had that picture. So when Hernandez was coming mm-hmm. out, and again, this was helpful because it alerted us. He's like, Jose Hernandez coming out. I see you got that picture of him there. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and so anyway, Jose Hernandez comes out, and we hear the guy, and then and then we're like, oh, shit, so you gave me the card... And Jeremy, I need to emphasize that all of this happened in a span of about two seconds, literally yeah. two seconds. We all get primed for Jose Hernandez, we all call him over. Hernandez goes straight to the bus, doesn't even look up, does a uh, Corbin Burns, has earbuds in, just doesn't even look up, goes right on the bus. Yeah. You Like, you had handed me the card. I had it in my hand for about a tenth of a second. I handed it right back to you. You're like, yeah, quickest pass back ever. Um, <laughs> the guy, though, Hernandez gets on the bus, and about one minute later, this old guy, he looked like Richard Attenborough from Jurassic Park. I was calling him, I, in my head, I was calling him John Hammond, the guy with the glossy photos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he walks away, and as he's walking away, he goes, "Well, good luck." And then he just fucking <laughs> walks off into the night. I love the fact that this guy—I don't even know if he got any other autographs that night. He just—he wanted Jose Hernandez so bad, he I brought know. a big glossy, fo- like probably a rare picture of him to get signed, and yeah. like he just gets big timed. And like this sixty-year-old man is like acting like he's a fucking kid who like didn't get the Christmas present he wanted, and yeah. he just like walks dejectedly into the night it was it was funny
1: this night was ruined by jose hernandez <laughs> yeah. at, at 60 years old um yeah 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 it was uh that was a that was a rough one um and uh i was actually going to slip you back that jose hernandez card when i give you your palmer because i'm like sure i you know i'm like uh, this is jack's card now <laughs> he, yeah like, he yeah can do yeah, it yeah jeremy it's just it's
0: just taking up space uh <laughs> space in your apartment you know a
1: little bit a little because i actually have that set so like sure um you know i don't
0: well, uh, yeah Thank you, Jeremy. I, I appreciate it. Um, if we ever so the, fucking
1: see the Orioles again. I mean, at this yeah. point, I, they're 2-0. I feel like they're going to be 2-0 and in our standings for forever because when yeah. the fuck are we going to see the Orioles again? Certainly yeah, not at Wrigley. At least,
0: at least a year, um, you know, if we, if we happen to go again uh, next year uh, versus the Sox, which is probably doubtful. We'll probably try to see a different team. Um, yeah. So... Last but not least, uh, Brandon Hyde was the absolute last person out to the bus. Uh, Jeremy, as you said, uh, that's kind of as it should be. The manager is the very last one out. So Hyde, uh, Hyde, like he comes out, and there was well, it was well, before, it was us. Wait, wait before yeah.
1: before he comes out, we should just set the scene a little bit, right? Okay, sure. So at this point, yeah. So <laughs> that dejected guy leaves. Even Adam Jones and his kids leave, and so it's just me, Jack, and, this, and the and the the third old guy from on the on the right. Um, and he, he's like, he's got his, like his book, his album. And he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys are trying to get hide. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, it's just, it's just the three of us now. So, the, you know, I think, you know, we, it's pretty good. He's got to stop. It's if it's just the three of us, you know, <laughs> like if he comes out, it's gotta, he's going to have to stop just the three of us. And they we're like, yeah, man, hopefully, hopefully. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I got him on this. I, he's like, I, he's a, he's the one guy, he's the guy I want the most. He's like, um, you know, I haven't gotten him yet. I, uh, I, I I need him for my 2016 Cubs. And then he's like, I also made two cards of him. So, I, I you know, I'm hoping he'll sign one of those. And we're like, yeah, man. And I go like, yeah, I'm trying to get him on the, you know, the, t- the Cubs team card. And he's like, yeah, yeah, well, I hopefully he signs with just the <laughs> three of us. So that that's the first thing. And then, uh, and then so then he, like, takes a look down the tunnel. And he's like, is this Hyde? I think this is Hyde. All right, this is it. All right, here, here he comes. Here comes Hyde. <laughs> And so then he gets, like, in go mode, and, you know, we're ready as well. Yeah. And so then Brandon Hyde does come out, and he calls him over, and, like, he does – I mean, and as the guy said, it was just – he kind of – I think he looked. He saw it was just three guys. He's like, all right, I'll stop and sign for these guys. Uh, Do you have anything to add here, Jack?
0: So I do want to say I feel sorry for Brandon Hyde in this uh, instance because, like, he was nice enough to come over and sign, but it was one of those things, like we talked about earlier, where it's like – yeah, why the fuck would he ever come over though? It's like it's just three like middle-aged like sad guys like trying to get his <laughs> autograph. It's not yeah. like it's not like we're like just a cavalcade of like babes in bikinis. It's just right. like, you know, it's three of us. Why would he ever come over? But he did. Um something I'll say about this guy. Is that he was too excited for Brandon Hyde? Yes. Um, yeah. It's not like he. It's not like it, he's Buck Showalter or Tony Larusa or some like superstar name manager. Even Joe Madden. It's like yeah. it's Brandon Hyde.
1: It it almost ruined um, like my excitement for getting him because this guy yeah. was so more excited than, than I was.
0: Yeah, it was it was crazy. But Hyde comes over, and he, he the first guy he signs for is Jeremy, and then he just goes down the line. But Jeremy had this 2016 Cubs card, and, and Hyde goes, am I signing this Cubs card? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, like, he said it in, like, a serious tone. So Jeremy didn't know if he was joking or not. I was looking at Hyde, and I think it was just, like, his way of throwing shade. And, and Hyde is one of those guys, especially when you meet him up close, where it's just, like, this guy is just a lump of baseball. And, yeah. like, with that comes, like, the baseball ball. sense of humor where yeah, it's ball like, yeah, that. like ball busting. Um, so I think he was just kind of, uh, kind of breaking balls there, but you know, he yeah. signed for Jeremy and then he signed for me too. And, and we should also say that he had on like this, like this gray, like Orioles, like track suit, um, mm-hmm. which was kind of like, kind of cool, kind of funny that he was like, just dressed like a slob yeah. basically. Um, yeah. he had, you could see he had a, a tin of skull in his, his pocket, which was, <laughs> which was cool again, like just total, like classic baseball guy. So he signs yeah. for us super cool. But then he gets to this guy and what did he, what did this guy start saying to him? Jeremy? Oh God,
1: I mean, he just fucking started bombarding him again. So this must've been the guy doing the Jim Palmer trivia and the fucking Dylan Tate shit because, um, he, he goes like, Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, what do you think of the young arms? You think, you know, they're coming around? Like, you know, I really think, like, you know, this is a really promising staff. And, like, you know, what do you think about it? Like, you think it's pretty good? Like, uh, I I see a lot of potential with the pitchers. I think, you know, you're at the start of something new here. Like, a good, you know, best, like, congratulations on having a great young team. And Hyde was just like, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks. And, again, just deflecting as much as possible. Uh, And then, of course, at the end, like, and this guy goes on for even longer than what I was just doing. But then, of course, at the end, he goes like, yeah, yeah, I made these cards of you and he's like, "Oh, yeah, nice." or something. <laughs> yeah. And
0: and then didn't this guy also say to Brandon Hyde he was like, "I'm a lifelong Orioles fan." I'm yeah, a yeah, lifelong right. Orioles kept, fan. Yeah, he
1: kept saying lifelong Orioles fan, lifelong Orioles fan. And uh and just again, like but like he's like talking about like he's like saying like, "Yeah, Yo, the young arms are developing, like they're throwing, they're they're doing really well." And ah, uh, god, he said something else like uh, you know, like are they ready for the stretch run or something like that? Like you know, or he's like, I think they're really ready. And like, he's, yeah, I'm almost, I feel like I'm miscategorizing it because he's like, I'm saying in the form of a question. I feel like everything he said was in the affirmative. Like, like these are his thoughts. And I'm, I was just like, dude, you are not giving a scouting report on, on the pitching staff to Brandon Hyde. Are you to the manager of the team? Yeah. (laughs) The manager of the whole team. And it was just like, please, man, just please like, Try to contain yourself, and at that point, it was it was way too late, and Hyde was the last one out of there, and so. um so yeah, it was just it was just a funny it was just a funny scene. But uh, yeah,
0: and yeah. Uh, two other things that I'll say about this guy: one, like the lifelong Orioles fan thing is funny because Brandon Hyde has only been their manager for right. three years, and as far as I know, that it was his first association with that organization. Yeah. If he would have said like, if this old guy would have said he was a lifelong Orioles fan to Jim Palmer, maybe that would have meant something to Jim Palmer. But yeah. like Brandon Hyde doesn't fucking care.
1: No, no, he could uh, say like, "Hey man, I'm I'm glad you finally got your shot or something," you know? Yeah. Like, Something like that.
0: Yeah. Um, And then after, so after Hyde leaves and the bus pulls away, it was just us and this guy there. And so it's like, you know, we kind of had to say some sort of acknowledgement or good night, but this guy was still fired up that he got the autograph. (laughs) He was like, he's like, all right, all right. You know, and he was kind of doing that thing where like you you do when you're fired up where like you're bobbing your head.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He said, Um, I don't know. if uh, So he said, uh, sorry, forgive me if I'm stepping on your feet, Jack, but he goes like, he goes like, I've been waiting to get him a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like I've been I've been after him for a long time or something like that, and it was just like oh. I could, you could feel you could feel it in in his voice.
0: Yeah, and then I I think I think I said like all right, well, good night, and then I think I think he said good night back, and that <laughs> yeah, was right. uh, that was that was the end. So you right, know.
1: which is funny because we've seen that Chris guy a couple times at the bus, and we don't we never we don't have any like understanding of like you know like salutations or anything.
0: Yeah, he, yeah, he was um he you know he so yeah we didn't chris left without saying goodbye he, that night um, yeah he
1: ghosted for the or for this game yeah
0: he did uh i, I ran into him last night um okay. it was right at the it was right at the end and so we uh i didn't see him the whole the whole rest of the time but uh, he he actually said hi to me he was like oh hey man i was like oh hey like uh it was, and we talked about like missing Scherzer. Um, we were both like, "Oh man, like that was so crushing to like not get him when he was right there." Um, yeah. But you know, he he got Marte and Nimmo too. I, I got I also got Starling Marte. I don't think I mentioned that on here. But anyway, we we did say bye to each other. So uh, so yeah, that was that was interesting. But yeah, he he ghosted for the Orioles, which was uh, maybe he just had to rush home or something. I don't know. But yeah, um, yeah, he's uh, he, he's all right though. He's 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 a decent guy. He's yeah, one of the fucking few. Someone um, that we would
1: actually want to, like, talk to. Like, we were kind of sharing, like, like uh, you know, our experience at the Reds game and stuff. And so, like. Right. And it's actually cool to, like, talk to that guy. Like, he actually, and also can, he can also converse like a normal <laughs> Human being too, so
0: right, right, which is yeah, rare. Um, yeah. okay, well, we're you know, Jeremy. Before we started recording, we thought this one would be a reasonable time, and it, you know, uh, we would or the length of it would be reasonable. And once again, we're we're a little over two hours, so this is probably yeah. a good place to stop, huh?
1: This is our second longest episode, I think, and last week was our longest one. So
0: Jesus Christ, so the two hours too much, too much to talk about. Yeah, it
1: is. There's a lot to get. To, to get into once you get going with these people and so there you go um but uh but yeah so we'll uh we'll be we'll be coming at you again um hopefully on on, on schedule next week yep. um and uh we'll be getting to a game soon and so uh more more of the same shenanigans
0: all right cool for rain delay theater i'm jack Swakowski
1: and i'm jeremy Dionisio.
0: we'll see you next time later